Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny. Johnny, what's going on? What up, Team Money? Uh, I don't know. I got. I was on a trip. I went to uh, Ohio, Indiana, Detroit. I I'd never been to Detroit before. I'd like passed through the airport, but I was with a friend, and we were visiting a, a streamer friend of his in Detroit and Dearborn. And you know, like being, I've only ever been to the coast. People say like, oh, you know, like everyone has like a really negative opinion of Detroit. And you know, Detroit seemed totally fine. I was in the, I wasn't like in like the big, I'm sure the city has a lot of development going on. I was in like the suburbs of Detroit, a lot of brick houses that look exactly the same. But you know, we went like bowling. I like, I got, I got a feel for the people because you know, everyone there bowling, not a single person in the bowling alley had correct form, by the way. Uh, it was excellent. If you want a no judgment bowling zone, you can go bowling in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, I expect it to be like the worst place I've ever visited. The worst place I've ever visited is still San Jose, California. If we have any listeners from San Jose, California, I am hoping that you can move out as soon as possible because I feel really bad for you. Uh, maybe consider like Dearborn or Detroit. Okay. That's I mean, my that, story. <laughs> that's a that's a hot take. I, I, you know, most people don't advocate to move to Detroit. Yeah, the main thing I got out of going to Detroit and like not having a terrible time and thinking like I kind of liked the vibe, the main thing it did was reinforce my hatred of San Jose, California. Just my time in San Jose was just the absolute worst in terms of the people I met, in terms of how expensive everything was for how kind of shitty the area is, in terms of like visible crimes happening, in terms of being harassed by by mentally ill people, just the worst place. Yeah, uh, that whole area, like, alters. I, I despise that whole area. Plus, the freeways are terrible. Plus, driving over multiple bridges sucks. It's awful. I agree with you. It's not the worst place because that's Palmdale. Um, but yeah. So, we were just talking uh, before the show started about whether or not we like talking about ourselves. And yes. <laughs> going into this topic, something I do like talking about a lot is how much I hated my trip to San Jose. <laughs> You you have indulged us before about <laughs> your hatred of San Jose. Our San Jose listeners, I no wonder we got those bad reviews. And I bet if we checked locations, it would be San Jose, California. I was in a rental car and we stopped short. It wasn't like the shortest stop I'd ever been in. Um, but my my friend had his phone paired to the car to play music. And we stopped short because a car pulled out in front of us and the car immediately called 911. We had someone talking to us through the radio in like two seconds. We didn't even know what happened. Is that a thing? Wait, why? Like, were you actually in an accident? No, this was like 100% the car could not have thought we crashed. And it wasn't like even like slam on the brakes. It was just like a pretty short stop. And the car automatically called 911. So the rental car called 911. Yes. That's weird. So our robot overlords are coming for us. Yes. Like Skynet if, is real. If my car had like flipped over on its side and like I was upside down, I would be like, oh, thank God. My car automatically called 911. This is great. But I guess when they're programming that computer, they like have to err, err on the side of it being too aggressive because they don't want it to not dial in a case where it might dial. But like even if you get into a fender bender, like are you going to call 911? Like that's crazy, right? I don't know. Maybe it was a Detroit thing. Anyway, do you, let's. <laughs> no one cares about what the nine one cares about your trip. Uh, things, but uh, what's going on with you? Oh, you know, just uh, trying to duck COVID as it lives in my house. Oh yeah, you've been doing a pretty good job though, and your son. Yeah. No. No. My. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you know, 
uh, my wife got COVID. Uh, she had like uh, a different infection before. She thinks her immunity was weakened. And uh, her hospital policies on COVID are wild. It- it's wild. Like you could basically have COVID at her work and go to work as long as you don't feel sick. This is a hospital. <laughs> that seems like really bad. Yeah. They're just like, whatever. So, and I, she told me that I'm like, are you kidding me? And she's like, yeah, we only have to wear PPE here and here. Cause I was like, you know, she's probably full PPE, but then I'm like, oh yeah, you definitely got COVID at work. Cause I didn't get, it. but like she figures her immunity system was like kind of on the mend because she was on some medications and stuff to clear up a, a viral infection uh, or not viral bacteria. I don't know what it is. So it's like a UTI. It's like a pretty common thing that, that women get. Uh, so anyways, she was dealing with that. She, then she got COVID. So yeah, it's been in the house for a week now, and um, yeah, I've been like dinking and dodging and and uh, you dinking? know duck, yeah, duck, dip, dive, you know all the dodgeball D's. Um, yeah, I've been doing that with uh, COVID and managed to not test positive yet. Uh, there's still there's still hope for me. My wife, we've been at it a week. She still is not negative yet. She's got like a super faint pink line still happening. Uh, so who knows what's going on with that, but I've like wore a mask around her and I won't be in like the same room and I'm like trying to maintain distance. Meanwhile, my son who has also been negative this whole time is just sleeping on her face. He's just like, Nope, I'm going to go. Like I tried to keep him with me the first day. Like, okay, no, we got to let give mom her space. And like, we're going to sleep in your bedroom and just me and you, uh, he went for that for about, I don't know, uh, three hours in the middle of the night, then climbed out of the bed and immediately went and laid in uh the bed with mom so yeah yeah. and he's just and that's where he's remained laying on her face as close to her as possible still testing negative so should i call child protective services i mean sounds like i mean you you can if you if you like yeah i'm putting my my child at risk i know uh i'm sure there's a bunch of you judging me but like whatever you live in a house with a child and a small child and try to keep them from their mother uh go ahead while they're in the same house and can be seen it's uh not happening all right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Johnny, do you want to uh do you want to talk about Nintendo games again? <laughs> oh, is that that's your transition? That is a weak ass transition. All right. Uh You want to talk about something else that's sick? Let's talk about Nintendo <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. I d- uh yeah uh, you know what this is good this might be a collector's quest first so episode 201 we're actually going to talk about the nintendo entertainment system Oh, you, you've probably never heard of it yeah and we're and we're going to talk about full set lists and we're going to talk about lists being bad uh and we're going to talk about weird games that are on the edge of those lists and now huh. you could pair that list out yeah well i'm also going to like spit out some numbers and and variables like i'm going to give a few incarnations of like what your list could look like what the number could look like because everybody is super comfortable with the idea of 677 or 676 whatever that they're all, they're always caveating that one like 676 677 but anyways these are the two most famous numbers in video game collecting. Everybody knows this. Besides saying what 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 is the print run of every game that's rare? I heard they only need five hundred thousand uh, or five thousand ta- like whatever. There's like ten numbers in video game collecting. Six seventy seven and six seventy six are probably the most popular. Um, so we're gonna use the Nest list, and the reason I really wanted to focus on the Nest list is because the Nest list is really the foundation for so many of our other lists. This is like, you know, Etler made his list, and Nintendo Age, like, glommed onto that, and everyone else is built off of it. 
Every other system has kind of used this as the blueprint for what they count and what they don't count. So this is like the foundational list. I think for like all video game lists, uh, for the most part, you know, not, not universally, but definitely has a high level of impact throughout collecting. And uh, yeah, so I want to just challenge some of the assumptions, come up with different numbers and uh, see if we redid it today, if it would be different. Hmm. You see, and, uh, it I definitely would be to different agree. today because I think people approach disc-based consoles from a slightly different perspective, especially when it comes to things like box sets. Like, some people count them, and some people are like, ah, it's a box set. Whatever. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna... Let's let's reconsider the NES list. Is that the title of this episode? Reconsidering the NES set list or something. I, I like that. That's pretty good. You can you can write that down. All right, we'll workshop. If uh, I hate it, I'll uh, change it and not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you don't, you don't... I put these terrible titles all the time, and the one time I'm like... If your house burned down and you were destitute and had to only buy 10 Nintendo games and these were the only 10 Nintendo games, these are what you would re rebuild your collection from scratch with. And you're like, no, we're just going to change that to top 10 collectible Nintendo games. <laughs> just make it sound I, like the I, most I've boring article. Click baity. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I, I figure our people are going to listen to it regardless uh, or they're going to ignore it because they don't want to hear about Nintendo. So anyways, I, I tried to make it a little clickbaitier also because I want it to be a series and your, your title was a little clunky. I didn't like it. Right, so I right. executive okay. decisioned it. Hey, you know, it's not the first title I've changed. Sometimes I just like change one or two words or uh, add some punctuation. I've done that a few times. Oh, okay. All right, some stealth. Yeah. There's some, I mean, they're so innocuous that you wouldn't care. And most people will be like, Johnny, why are you even checking that thing? I, it's like, I don't know. I just, I look sometimes. You know what? Uh, as someone currently going through the Game Boy list to try to like, not, it's impossible to 100% it, but I'm trying to like 95% get everything to as good as I want it. Things like a missing the and a missing colon and it's driving me up the wall because you download just a random list. I used your list and I realized your list is pretty old. But, like, yeah. every title I disagree with, Johnny. And then you go to the Nintendo Age list, the old Nintendo Age list for Game Boy. Fucking, like, The Addams Family Pugsley Scavenger Hunt is probably called Adam's Family Adam's Family Pugsley Scavenger Hunt. They just, like, completely just ditch the the. It's not like a hidden the. There are some hidden thes. Oh, man. I hate, hate lists. Yeah, hate names. I mean, yeah. You know, the comma the at the end is, like, pretty common. You know, there's even some programs that will take lists and like when uh like when you're porting over uh like doing a delimiting, like a lot of times it'll ask you, like if you're if you're loading it into access, it'll be like, Hey, do you wanna do you wanna comma the these or do you wanna keep these thes up front? There's there's a way some programs will will do that for you. Because thes are terrible for having an alphabetical list. You know what? There it's part of the title. I'm uh, I'm keeping it. I don't care. And there's this, I, uh, I just think there should, I mean, you know, my stance on list names, there should be whatever's written on the cart, whatever's written on the front of the box, the top of the box, the side of the box in the manual. And then like, what, what do we actually call it? All right. Yeah. I mean, yes, there are always multiple ways, but, uh, I'm just trying to come up with one for each. Um, there's a site, uh, it's currently down, that's kind of funny, but it's game-boy-database.com, and it's just one of the, the many sources I've been using to, like, 100% that I have everything kind of correct. Uh, 
they will just take parts of titles and put them into parentheses. So like Disney's Aladdin becomes Aladdin parentheses Disney. But then like, like the Adams family's Pugsley scavenger hunt would become Pugsley scavenger hunt parentheses Adams family. But they got rid of the, the, so is it Pugsley scavenger hunt parentheses Adams family comma the, and then all of a sudden it's like, why are we doing any of this? this at all it has a title is the adams family colon pugly scavenger hunt just put that stop just switching things all over the place and man i'm talking to joe and joe is like yeah you know what i just kind of gave up on on titles because everything gets moved all over the place and i want like series to stick together so he'll have solomon's key and then he'll name fire and ice he'll call it solomon's key Two colon fire and ice and Which if you don't know, Solomon's Key 2, that's what it's called in Europe, but he combined the European and American names into a name that exists nowhere just yeah. to make them together on the list. Oh, it drives me crazy. So, yeah, in that case, what I do is, uh, because I, I understand that want need, and that's why I want a column in there that says series. And that's like in my database, that's what I have. I have a series flag, so it's like, okay, these are series, so I can go alphabetical by series and then like things like that can come up so if, if i need to see it i mean there are games that are in the same series that aren't just series name two series name three like secret of monkey island uh, secret of monkey island two and then like the curse of monkey island and escape from monkey island those aren't going to be together on a list and we just have to be okay with that yeah it, it's hard like if you look at castlevania uh x castlevania x and super castlevania four right your Castlevanias aren't going to be next to each other, unfortunately, in the Super Nintendo. Because I know I had that dilemma when I was putting them next to each other. I'm like, man, am I... Do I Like, if I'm thinking about, oh, I want to go grab my Castlevania from a shelf perspective, right? Where do I put it? Because where it is on the shelf is also, like, a completely different thing. Do you put it where alphabetically it should be? Like, what if the title on the side of the box doesn't match up to what it is on the front? Like, there are so many edge cases. Uh, yeah, naming conventions are hard. Also, when you have a multiple uh, part item, like Nintendo games, you know, multi-component, and each person, like, might be, or not each person, different people might be responsible for different parts you see how like we don't agree on titles now imagine that at a factory level like the guy doing the manual doesn't give a shit what the guy doing the box does so he the guy like just writing on the internal of the manual so he's like i'm just gonna call this the adams family pugsley scavenger hunt or he's like oh that's redundant i'm just gonna always list this as pugsley's scavenger yeah i'm gonna put that on the front you're like oh my god what the hell is going on so uh, yeah, that's just, it's a really common problem. It's fucking horrible. And that's why I told you, you just got to have multiple name boxes and then whatever the preferred name is. And it's awful. Like if you're like trying to buy games or like looking up price charting and you like want to do V lookups or whatever. So it would be nice if every game was given a unique ID. So regardless of title, we just had a unique ID for everything. So like, okay, I just want to download this list and then Every every game we agreed has a unique ID and that's applied universally so I can so I can link everybody can name it whatever they want as long as we have this one universal ID. So that's uh that's what stamp catalogs do. I've been I'd love if that existed for video games. The problem is we just all have to agree to trust and there could be multiple catalogs and multiple different ID numbers, but we all have to kind of 
put our stock into some catalog company to get everything correctly. Because when you get down to like punch out and Mike Tyson's punch out, is that ID this and ID this dash B or those two different IDs? No, those are two separate, two separate IDs. Those aren't the same game. They're not the same game. They're literally the same game. (laughs) They're not the same game. They are two different versions of the same game. And that's who do you fight at the end? It doesn't matter who you fight at the end. Yes, it is. Can you beat both blindfolded? If you, uh, if you know the audio cues, uh, it, it fighting Mr. Dream is different than fighting Mike Tyson. It's not if you're blindfolded. <laughs> it says says the guy who's never beat Punch Out. Get out of here. A hundred percent. I don't. Maybe Mr. Dream's easier. I don't know. I've never played it. <laughs> Mike Tyson has a signature move. You can't like replicate that. It's not the same. It's not the same. Different game. Like I. I mean, I argue that Pro Protector and Contra aren't the same. The the sprite changes everything. Changes the whole context. Yeah, like physically the gameplay is nearly identical, but the the idea of robots fighting aliens is a lot different than people fighting aliens. Nah. Nah. No. no nah, they're the same game. <laughs> they are absolutely... Uh, nah, you do the same thing. I think so any game where you be... scroll sideways and shoot a thing is the same. That's all the same. Uh, so, all right. I, I, I 100% agree slope. that the concept of like shooting robots versus shooting people, like different emotional reaction changes the story context, changes a lot about the game, but it doesn't change the game itself. It's the same as Han shooting first in Star Wars. That whole scene is changed based on whether Han shoots first, second, or simultaneously, whether his head shifts in a weird way that takes you out of the movie, but it doesn't make Star Wars a different movie from Star Wars. Han doesn't shoot first. Uh, it does make it a different movie. It's called the Special Edition. Oh versus, my fucking god! <laughs> they, see how they gave it a different title, so you wouldn't be confused. <laughs> different, unique ID number. Yeah. Uh, all right, Johnny. Do we want to get into uh, get into the list? Talk about you know before we even get into up? the list, let's talk about what criteria that we're trying to uh, make a list of. Because yeah, we can't so, just scroll, roll in and be like, oh, we're just going to randomly fuck up this list of 677 that everybody loves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go go ahead. Talk about the criteria. And, and remember, I'm going to do some things that are on the edge on purpose just to challenge the assumptions. I, what I say does not necessarily mean what I agree with, uh, but there, I'm just going to present some scenarios. All right. Uh, I mean, we're starting with the quote-unquote licensed list of US NES games. Um, not NTSC. Oh, I'm going to get off on another tangent. The U- US and NTSC do not mean the same thing. Hong no, Kong is an area that uses NTSC video signals. Yep. So you would have to include games like Hong Kong Mahjong if you're including the NES list. And that game is rarer than stadium events. So stop saying NTSC to describe your set. Well, it's like when people say PAL and Europe are the same thing. I'm like, that's not actually true. Do you know they have PAL video signals in Africa? Like, the, people don't understand that. Like, it's just tech speak. It's just tech speak for yeah. for uh, how many frames uh, are, are being shown. It's okay. It's oh. like, this is, we, we do not... <laughs> We, we just used these words because we thought they were delineators, but we didn't know what we were talking about when we when we glommed onto them. Uh, also, like, Japan is an NTSC region, but I, yes, I understand that PAL is, like, video encoding. It doesn't designate a region of the world, but when I say, like, fuck PAL games, I don't want PAL games, I am jokingly, 
jokingly using PAL to dismiss an entire region because it's kind of the wrong way to describe that region of video games. Yeah. Anyway. Well, also, also, people say that about like Game Boy games. Game Boy games aren't PAL. Yes, Game Boy games have no region encoding at all. Yeah, people. Well, people are like, oh, they're PAL. I'm like, no, no. They're like, oh, that's a PAL one. And I like, I've been guilty of that because you just want people to understand that it's not from America. It's probably from Europe, but they aren't PAL. That that is not true. They're trash. Get that trash out of here. What? I don't yeah, even. They are. I can't think of an region. exclusive Game Boy game right now. Trip World. Get that Trip World out of here. Oh yeah, Trip World. Love Trip World. Triple probably came out in Japan. It's probably not PAL exclusive. But is there like an asterisk? I bet there's an asterisk that's PAL exclusive. I see I'm Ast- saying PAL exclusive, even though it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah it means nothing. <laughs> All right, Anyways. we're doing US releases. I know we're we're doing the, the set of 677. I'm going to say licensing doesn't matter. And I don't know how you felt going into this episode. I think the licensed subset is the most desirable subset. It's the coolest subset. But no one thinks about Atari 2600, and they only want the Atari games because the third-party games weren't authorized. And no one siphons out the unlicensed Accolade games from Sega Genesis because, for the most part, they're pretty common, so everyone just throws them in. And there are a few unlicensed Game Boy and one unlicensed Super Nintendo game, and a lot of times people do cut those out, but there's also a lot of people who just throw them in because there's, like, five unlicensed Game Boy games, so people are just like, ah, just... If I'm getting 500, I might as well get like 505. Yeah, if I'm spending a million dollars, might as well spell, spend a million 200 because yeah. those games don't matter. But I, I will challenge that a little bit. Also, uh, on with Sega specifically, a lot of people don't even know what the unlicensed games are. Yes. They th- only think a few of the games are unlicensed. They're not aware of like the lawsuit history, what happened with Accolade, like all this this wide margin of games that were unlicensed. The grouping of those that then thusly became licensed afterwards. So on Nintendo, it's pretty cut and dry. There's licensed and then there is unlicensed. And it's really easy to tell which is which. On Genesis, I think that's a lot harder. Yeah, and it's because Genesis cases weren't as standardized, I think. Well, like yeah, if I mean, every single licensed Sega game came in a red case, then I bet more people would collect the license set. Yes, I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I don't know if that's something we've ever really talked about. I know we've talked about elements of that and been like, yeah, everyone just counts the Genesis stuff because it's cheap. But I, I, I mean, we say that, but I, I've always been like, you know, there's a little bit more to it there. It's not just that. I think a lack of knowledge is there. But I also think once people realize that the unlicensed stuff there, you know, Balloon World or, or whatever it is, or Defense Force, there's like, oh, that's like $11. Who cares? I'll just grab it anyways. I'm buying I mean, 700 are, games. There are some expensive unlicensed games on Genesis, I'm sure. I the, mean, the Bible part, games. The Bible games, the Bible games are expensive and oh, yeah, also definitely. horrible. Um, yeah, if, and if you didn't count them I, and didn't buy them, I wouldn't blame you. If you said, I've got the set, but I didn't count those dumb Bible games, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. They're unlicensed. So the weird part with uh, Genesis is that a lot of the Accolade games were originally released unlicensed, and that's the version you kind of see all over the place. And then a lot of them were re-released as licensed versions. So like I'm just like Winter Challenge, I think, is one where the unlicensed version is pretty common, but the actually licensed version is a much more uncommon box. video game. Yeah, it's got the video game classic designation. Yeah, it's released as like an almost budget release. 
And yeah, so like- if you're collecting the licensed set, I don't want to see you having the original Winter Challenge. I want to see you having the re-release. Well, I but I think something like Bubsy was also just re-released with the sticker on it, right? The yeah, little Bubsy has like a bunch of sticker variants with the seal it quality sticker. Yeah, right. So I mean, and some of them have the old box again, which makes it like impossible. So did all of those games actually become licensed? And what happened? Was there a sticker on the front? It's like Genesis is really. It's messy to know exactly which version you have. And like, also, it's kind of like there's no distinction aside from normally a sticker, aside from the video game classic versions. And most people just buy both versions. Um, you know, so it's like, what do you like? What do you do? Should you care at all? Most people just buy both versions. I yeah, mean, yes, there are some crazy hardcore Genesis collectors. I feel like most people aren't like, man, what do I need in my video game collection? Two copies of Winter Challenge for the Genesis. I, I'm t- I'm talking about the people who do the sets anyways. Like, if you're already an insane person, you're just like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm in. That's, that's the point. Like, you're already so committed that these, like, extra eight games, especially back when people were doing Genesis sets, it, like, they weren't very expensive. Winter Challenge was hard to find and got a little bit pricey for a time, but people still stumbled upon it for good prices, so it it just didn't matter. All right, I'm looking forward to the uh, the comment we get from Daddy Mulk on this Sega Genesis conversation, because we, we definitely said wrong. something wrong. I don't know what we said oh, yeah. wrong. We're going to find we out. We did something. He's going to be like, no, no, you got the ballistic stickers all wrong. Yep. You have, yeah. Oh, dude, ballistic got... stickers. Dude. Oh, my gosh. All right. U.S. releases. Licensing does not matter. All right. Three we're going to disagree on. Um, I'm not going to say retail releases. I'm going to say obtainable by a consumer because. What does that mean? Tell me. What so this is more of a. I want to be able to make my criteria as generic as possible to multiple sets. And I realize I basically have to define criteria differently for each set because there's all these different weird caveats as you get into different forms of physical media. So when you think of Nintendo 64, Blockbuster exclusives are not retail releases. Like Sculptor's Cut is not a retail release, but everyone knows it's part of the N64 set. It's a game that exists on N64. And then, you know, I talked about... That's a little blurry because some of those games you could get in Canada at retail. Okay. <laughs> See, that that's that's like another weird caveat. What if you couldn't? What if there is... So I'm not... I don't know, like, the full history of Sega Genesis rental exclusives. Well, I'm assuming there are games that were literally only available at Blockbuster. So, yeah. So, okay, like, let's, let's cut that out. I'm not set from the show, but, like, let's stop thinking about that for a second. But these were games that were actually sold, like they were bought, packaged, they went through the whole retail thing and just sold exclusively, but only to one consumer, uh, you know, one consuming entity. So they're still retail in a sense. They, I mean, they were, they were just sold to a wholesaler, essentially, who did not distribute them for sale until later. Okay. All right. Then my second example will be, there are a bunch of, of Japanese games, especially on Famicom and Super Famicom that were given away as promos and contest prizes that they, and some of them aren't like special versions of existing games. They're just things you did something weird to obtain them. And a lot of them, the thing is this is the most important thing. A lot of them aren't super rare. Like they have five digit, print runs they're like real games they're not just like weird like rare crazy promo power games. strike 2 
Sh- uh, sure, yeah, and especially like Atari. I do not want to exclude things like mail order games because that's some of the most interesting stuff on Atari. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I, I can get behind some of this reasoning. I'm trying to think. Uh, basically, I want to rule out, like, prototypes, samples, and competition carts that were literally only supposed to be used for competition. So, no NWC, but... And then, where where does NWC Gold fall? I, I mean, we're going to talk about that on the show, Okay. All right. That's one of your points? All right. Um, all right. Uh, individual physical video games and standalone software. All right, this we might disagree. I think this is going to be maybe a point of contention. Uh, I want on my list, I want one of every video game. And I'm saying standalone software because there are a bunch of things that aren't technically games. You can call it one of each piece of entertainment software if you want. Um, I would personally, I really don't care about things like Dreamcast Web Browser, but something like Taboo the Sixth Sense, it's like, obviously I'm going to count Taboo the Sixth Sense because it looks like every other Nintendo game that's ever been released. Okay. But it's not a game. It is It so is 100% it is not a game, but it is software intended for entertainment that stands alone. So, I, like, you don't count the karaoke stuff on the Sega CD, but here you're like, yeah, Taboo counts. The karaoke CDs on Sega CD are just CDs. They are not Sega they CD are software formatted. for entertainment <laughs> on the system. Oh man, are you, you see? I am. I am willing to have my opinion changed. Oh, dude, but there. That's like a whole. It's not. That's not even like Sega CD releases. There's just like a line of those karaoke CDs that have like no Sega branding or anything. You Animals. can just get all of those karaoke. Animals. CDs. Compton's Compton CD. What about those? Those are those are specific to the system. Oh, Compton's is 100 percent entertainment. Come on, Compton's is great. I, I, I agree, but it's not a game. So, are does it? <laughs> <laughs> we can it's get into inter- non-games when we get to them in the set. My main point is that personally, I don't want bundles or multi-carts, anything that has multiple games in one package, because I'm only trying to count each game once, and I do want to count all those bundles and multi-packs in a separate list of them. Uh, just my personal preference, I want one vanilla list of games for my main list. And I also am... I'm, Clarifying standalone entertainment software because I don't want things like Game Genie, Action Replay, Cartridge Slot Cleaner, you know, things like that that don't stand alone and do something on their own. Those I mean, are more it is a piece of software for the system. Yeah. But and then, want, uh, you know, I mean, because then you would need two variants because there's at least two different Nest Cleaner boxes. Oh one has God. Mario on it. <laughs> one is one of them is a Mario game. As a matter of fact, you uh, have to have it. What is what is that thing called? It's this is something cleaner. What is it called? Nest system cleaner. I, I don't think it's. I called think it's system just nest cleaner. cleaner. If you don't have the the cleaner complete in box, I imagine it's not very expensive, and it's one of the coolest boxes on any NES cleaning kit. NES cleaning kit. Yeah, it's it shows just all the scrambled characters uh, of like if you'd like inserted a cartridge that's dirty or tilted, and then Mario's cleaning them up, and it turns into a good image. Really, really good box. It's entertainment software. So you're entertained by it. So it's, I, count. <laughs> it's not even software. Uh, but hold on. We're taking a break uh, from talking about anything on the show to look up. Look at the $35 complete in box. Buy it now. And it's got like the baggie and like the little cart, the little things you stick in your cartridge to clean them. But get the good version. Get the version with Mario on the cover. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. Oh, oh yeah. There's the one without versions. Mario. That's even cheaper. That's like twelve bucks. Just forget that. Oh yeah. man, that one seems way more common. Oh no, get the one with Mario. Oh yeah, it's got like this little pink insert in it too. Oh man, thirty five yep. bucks. Everybody go out and get an NES cleaning kit. We're we're pumping there, it. There's also a version that's just like in a clam shell, like a plastic clam shell. That's awful. Don't buy that one. Yeah, don't get, get like that that pink cartridge that everyone had for some reason. Yeah. What, what was that called? The Eliminator. <laughs> Yeah, do, do not buy that one. Get the one that looks that looks like it comes in a Nintendo box. And when people used to sell lots of games, they would always put it in there and, and add to their count. Really? Did people oh, do yeah. that? Yeah, they would <laughs> be like, yeah, I got an right eliminator. Here. Have fun with it. Yeah, just like or, or like or the cleaning kit. They just have it in their box. and It'd be like a lot of like 51 NES games. Uh, and you're like counting. You're like, there's like 12 cleaning kits in here. These aren't games. They knew anyone like not someone like selling video games, someone who just like goes to garage sales and resells their crap. And they found a box of 11 Nintendo games to clean a kit. They know when they're saying 12 Nintendo games, oh. they're like, oh, yeah, I just uh, mistaken. Yeah, they're just pumping it. their numbers. we got to pump those numbers. All right. Last last criteria, Johnny. I'm going to say this is going to be not controversial. Released during the lifespan of the console. Yeah. Um, because otherwise the NES literally never ends. We'd have to go check what's on Kickstarter right now. I'm going to define that as the period. <laughs> this I, I still don't have a good definition. I'm going to say if something I consider a video game doesn't come out for two years, then the lifespan has officially ended. And that yeah, I mean, definition comes from the fucking Wii U because it struggled on for so long after its actual lifespan. Well, the Wii. The Wii went even harder and longer. But the Wii had more consistent releases than even the Wii That's U because the Wii got just danced when Wii U didn't, which is the craziest thing I think to ever happen. Limited run is expanding the possibility of what could be on your console. See, I don't I don't think I'd want to extend this even further. Like No. If there's another Wii U game at this point, like I would probably consider it aftermarket. And like I don't even know if I would count it anymore. Like yeah, I would count no, it on I... like a separate list of like here's all the weird aftermarket stuff. Cause you know, people make new games for everything. You can buy a new N sixty four game. Well, but, uh, like if that that Castlevania, if it ever comes out for the Turbo Graphics sixteen, right? Like, come on. Wait, what? The limited run. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, obviously all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> yes, it came out, but it's like it's too far after. So I'm not. It's like oh, Holy Diver when they redid that one for the NES. Like I'm not going back and counting that. Though I think it's cool uh, that they got to release it in the U.S. I, I'm I'm still not counting. So that that is an important point. So released during the lifespan of a console because Holy Diver was developed during the lifespan yes. of a console, but wasn't released. Another game was Escape from Atlantis, which was one of the worst games that has ever been made. I think it's it's is it Color Dreams or Wisdom Tree? It's probably Wisdom Tree because it was released by Pico Interactive. But uh, that was released like legitimately by Pico Interactive in I don't know, like, 10 years ago, maybe five years ago. Um but yeah, that's obviously not counting. Do you have any other criteria that you think we should use to constrain this list? Um, no, I I think that's fine. Like I, I have some weird stuff that I'm gonna do. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna give you examples that I don't necessarily believe in. Um, I think we're both gonna be right? doing some devil's advocating. We're gonna yes, yeah. I, <laughs> some people like some people hear me say things and they just like I can't believe you believe this. I'm like, uh, I'm like I, I'm just. I'm just giving the other side. I don't, I don't be, like just because I bring something up doesn't mean that's like the thing 
I'm like 100% invested in. So please understand that. Anyways. Um, I'm invested in everything I say. Okay. You're fully invested and uh, can't wait to tell you how wrong you are for putting Taboo on your list. Let's go. All right. Where, where are we starting? Oh, uh, You're just going to tell me. I just so we know what we know there's 677. Tell me what you added or deleted and what your number came to. Just give me a rundown. I got no numbers. I just put a list of a bunch of controversial things I wanted to talk about. So, okay, that's super not useful. Fine, fine. I'll start the conversation, Johnny. All right, we're starting with the, the 677, and I'm adding in the quote unquote unlicensed list, um, which what people have like 90, 91, something like that. Uh, a number that can never be verified and is awful and is full of its own list of caveats. You're going to throw that in there. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So the first thing I'm coming across is dizzy. The adventurer, which is the only unique Aladdin game. It was the Aladdin pack in now. Okay. I just to, I think everybody knows to explain on a technical level, the Aladdin deck enhancer essentially split an NES cartridge into two parts. It had like, 75% of the the PCB of an NES cartridge in the Aladdin Deck Enhancer. That's all the Aladdin Deck Enhancer is. It's not like a 32X that adds new hardware. It is just most of an NES cartridge. And then the actual program ROM was put into the Aladdin cartridges. So it was basically just a cost-saving measure. So you'd only have to buy essentially half of an NES game to buy the NES game. Uh, so cool. Dizzy the Adventurer is only available as one of these Aladdin cartridges. Johnny. All right, gotcha. Does I'm it with you. count? Uh, not for me because I'm not putting that unlicensed trash on my list. Oh, you, you're, you're <laughs> I thought we agreed on our constraints. So, all right, you're just no, not- no. I, I said those are your constraints. My list does not have. My list never has unlicensed stuff. It literally does. You have tension games at the bottom of your list. My list never has. Shut up, Tyler. You're spoiling it. <laughs> oh my god. All right, for the I'm sake of argument, for the sake you. of argument, if we're assuming that my constraints are right, do you count Dizzy the Adventurer, or okay. is it the only game in the Aladdin Deck Enhancer exclusive list? Mm, I count it. You see, yes, I definitely count it. It is definitely a Nintendo game that you play on NES. It was just distributed. In a strange way. The hardware used to distribute it is strange, but I'm not going to call it, you know, it's not like a 32X game. But because I counted, it makes me question whether 32X is actually part of the Sega Genesis set. Uh, you saying that, I'd never considered that in my entire life. And you like saying that kind of stuff, like really bothers me. It's like, <laughs> maybe this should I, all be I got a lot of I got a lot of messages when I brought that up. People were unhappy when I just said the <laughs> Sega CD and never like you're I'm like your Genesis sets aren't complete. Like you don't have they were just like very unhappy with me. They're like, how dare you? And I was just like, well, tell me why it's not a Genesis game. And they were just like, What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, how dare you? I, I agree. Yeah. Uh all right. Second thing I'm coming across, Maxi 15, because it is a multi-cart of 14 existing unlicensed games on NES. Man, Maxi 15 seriously was a hell of a deal. Uh, but Stack And it came M. in an awful box, like that silver, terrible, like, tray. Terrible. Yeah, it's it comes in like a weird clamshell thing. I don't know what's going on with it. It's not a clam. It's like lift off top. It's like your mom's 
like jewelry box. Gross. It's a tin. It's like a cookie tin. That's what it's tin. like. It's like a, it comes in a tin. All right. Uh, so, sorry, Johnny. I've never opened mine. Mine's sealed. Oh, oh <laughs> look at me. Look at me. All I have is investments. Um, I'm pretty sure I wanted it. And like, it was rare back when I wanted it. And like, it was basically just as easy to find it sealed as a loose cartridge. Because I was definitely collecting loose whenever I bought this. Um, anyway, there's an exclusive game called Stack M. So it has 14 existing games, then one exclusive game. So does Maxi 15 count for being mostly a multi-pack with one exclusive game? I'm definitely counting uh, it. I, I know you're counting it. And like, uh, Maxi 15 is like a little bit different. Okay. Because part of, like, and I'll, I'll add this, and I, sh I should have said it before. Part of my constraint for any unlicensed stuff that I want to put on my list is, did it exist in my childhood? And no, I know that's, like, a, a very narrow item. But I, I mean that in a broader sense. Like, did I go around to friends' houses? Did I see this stuff? Or was this, like, weird back room, like, you know, the back of a magazine, a comic book or something ad for some shit that never wound up anywhere? So that's why when we get to it, Tengen will be on my list or Tengen because people own Tengen games. They that was part of part of my NES experience. It's part of the nostalgia experience. Whereas Maxi 15 doesn't make it. But Aladdin stuff, like I did see a few Aladdin Deck Enhancers. Was Aladdin so. Deck Enhancer even ever released? Or I mean, I I mean Dizzy. Like, did you never see any Dizzies? I mean, was Diz I only seeing it? There are Dizzy games that aren't Aladdin Deck Enhancer. Oh, uh, that's true. Or is yeah, it just the I mean, one? It might just be one. No, I think there's two Dizzy games at least. There's two, but one's an Aladdin Deck Enhancer, the pack-in. Oh, yeah. We're going to get shit. People are going to give you shit here for, for not knowing your Dizzy lore. Oh, man, there's no I, I mean, there's I no Dizzy I, game I, on your list. Why am I even going to your list <laughs> to, to check how many Dizzy games there are? Not, there's none. Fantastic Dizzy is that the the only one? Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't. Your takes. Um. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking because it was always on Genesis, which is also weird when it was like licensed on Genesis, but never like unlicensed on Nintendo. There are Dizzy games on Sega Genesis. Uh Game Gear. Game Gear. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool cartridge. I'm in. Um, hold on. There are Dizzy games on Mega Drive. Why don't I... Do I have them? Fantastic Dizzy came out in Mega Drive. Did that come out in America? Mm. Johnny, this... Masters. I don't want to get too far off topic. Um, yeah. We're, we're right. way out. We're out, yes. we're out in the weeds. Bring Everyone understands that you are... You just include, like, half of the unlicensed list for no reason. We understand your crazy it's person not, list that no one is going to use. Uh, no one's going to use? I, I think... I think people, including Tengen, makes a lot more sense than people trying to advocate for Maxi 15, which sounds like a different product. It's, shut up. All right. I'm just going to run through the the rest of my uh, my caveats here with the unlicensed list, and so we don't have to go back to into how you don't count any Because all games matter. Uh, yes, 100%. No. No. Um, uh, Impossible Mission 2, for whatever reason, <laughs> Mike Etler and thus Nintendo Age and thus all these stupid apps include both the AVE and SEI versions of Impossible Mission 2. Uh, there are three major variants of Impossible Mission 2, I think. One is published so by AVE. Are you including both of them? No! 
Oh, I was like, <laughs> I, are you an insane person? No, the Impossible Mission 2 is one game. I have played a bunch of both my AVE and SEI characters just to make sure there are like no differences or anything. It is the exact same ROM. Uh, I so, don't... Uh, so in your opinion, if it's the same ROM, it should only count once, right? I mean, I'm only counting each game once, so even if it's not the same ROM, I'm probably only counting it if okay. it's substantially the same game. I just want to make sure we have this point timestamp. I, so I we can't can, wait so until can you try it. to gotcha me with it. All right. All right. Unlicensed and licensed versions of the same game. Because I am including everything in one list... RBI Baseball, Gauntlet, and Pac-Man. I am only having one entry for each. And then under each, so... And Miss I'm, Pac-Man 2, right? What's up? Miss Pac-Man 2. Oh, yeah, Miss Pac-Man, that has a... Uh, what is it? Uh, that's a Tengen and then a Namco release? Yep. Okay. And there's... Te- so there's Tetris, uh, RBI... Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Don't there's definitely Miss oh, Pac-Man... Yeah. There's a Miss Pac-Man on both. Is there, or did Tengen and Namco release two different licensed versions of Miss Pac-Man? Mm, uh, hmm. Shouldn't we know the things we're talking about? There's a lot of NES games. I gotta keep. Okay, no, there is a Tengen Miss Pac-Man, and then there's a licensed Miss Pac-Man. Are they different? Or are they the same? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm including the one on my main list, and then if you click into Miss Pac-Man, there will be two variants. There'll be a Tengen variant, and there will be a- okay. Okay, same with Tetris. Same with RBI Baseball. No, Tetris, whoa! <laughs> what are you talking about? Whoa, you're bringing in Tetris into this conversation. Well, I asked if I asked if it mattered if they were the same game. And you're like, no, you clicked Tetris into it. Tetris is not the same game. I think okay. that te- NES so Tetris Pac-Man and Tetris the, so are when substantially I asked different. If, so if I asked when if Miss Pac-Man was the same, you're like, no, you'll do, it doesn't matter. You'll click into it, and it'll list both of them. But with Tetris, you're like, whoa, 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 they're <laughs> yes. different games. Uh, our our Miss Pac Man is the Tengen and the Namco port. That's the same port. Is it the I same sw- port? I don't know. I thought it. I thought it was, but we could be one hundred percent wrong on that. That's why I was asking you. See, it is so rare for the same game to be ported to a console twice under the same name. So I'm I'm assuming this is the same port. But for sake of argument, if those were different ports of Miss Pac Man. It would break my brain. That would be the first time I think I'd ever have to consider if it counts, if it's the same game ported twice for some reason, and there's two different versions of it, which I guess is the case with Tetris. And with Tetris, I'm definitely counting Tengen Tetris and Nintendo Tetris separately, because, I mean, even though they are quote unquote the same game, uh, the way Tetris is played, especially you look at like high level Nintendo Tetris play. That skill, that exact skill set, I don't think directly translates to Tengen Tetris because people have such specific techniques that apply to uh, NES Tetris. Also, fuck, we've got like Tetris masters who listen to this show. I shouldn't be talking shit about the transferability of NES Tetris high level skill. I'm sure they're going to say, no, it's 100% transferable. Tengen Tetris, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm I'm unclear, and I don't know enough about Tetris or or the differences therein to determine whether one should be included or both. And I was hoping you were gonna give me a better answer than what I have. Um, I mean, like the the blocks look different, and I'm 
Is it the I, same I, game, Tyler? Are you doing the same the thing? The rules are the same. Is it the I, same I am game? not enough of it a Tetris master. It doesn't matter about the sprites. I know it cannot feel the same. Like, it's like you look at Ninja Gaiden on the Atari Link, or Ninja Gaiden 3 on the Atari Lynx versus NES, and you're like, yeah, these are clearly the exact same game, but man, the Atari Lynx version is just, oh, a little bit, ugh, all the way around. Oh. And I bet people feel that way about Tengen Tetris, who are, like, okay. used to playing... NES Tetris for hours and hours and hours. So let's just talk about something like MSX. Uh, let's talk about Castlevania there versus Castlevania on the NES. Why? 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 Is that the same game? <laughs> Once you cross platforms, like then it becomes so weird. Yes. Yes. They are Is the it? same. Even game. though there's no side scrolling and it, they had to do this funky thing to make Oh, is it, is it like a weird flip screen thing? But is it is it fundamentally the same as like the same level? Oh, God damn. Yeah. Why do you why are we coming up with hypotheticals that aren't even this? Like I always if it's because on different I'm platforms, challenging I your always thinking. Make I just I'm challenging your thinking so we're clear like what we what we're defining. Like that, that's what I do. I, like I said, it's not the stuff I necessarily believe. I just like to to find out where your head is at. You got a lot of good opinions and I like to hear how you reason things out. There is no, like, I think RBI Baseball and Gauntlet are definitely the same thing, licensed and unlicensed. And then the Pac-Mans are probably the same thing. But man, Tetris, I've never even considered combining the two Tetris games into one game. And I feel like if you did that, like, if you tried to make a case for your list, like, you, like, all right, guys, I fixed the NES list, here it is, and you combined Tetris and Tengen Tetris into a single game people would immediately dismiss the list based on that alone. Spoiler alert, that's exactly what I did on one version. Oh, one version of your final list? Yeah. Okay. Man. All right. Okay, All right. so there's also Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. I'm not moving on to license stuff yet, but I mean, yes. No, no, there's... but there's a Tengen one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Did I, I missed a bunch of the, the double ones. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so there's the double ones are Gauntlet, or Indiana Jones, Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man, RBI Baseball, and uh, maybe Tetris. Not Tetris. That's the individual <laughs> Tengen so games. It's so funny that like, there's one that we're just like, no. People are too serious about this game for these two different versions of Tetris. I mean, you're a coward. Do it. I'm a that, uh, very true. If you, if you combine Tengen Tetris and Nintendo Tetris into one game on your list, I commend your bravery. <laughs> that is... All right. Because I do think it's a subjective call. All right. All right, Johnny, Sunday Funday and Menace Beach, 100% same game to me. Um, and it goes down to, uh, so if you don't know, Menace Beach is a shitty game where you're skateboarding. It's a platformer, uh, Color Dreams probably. I don't uh, remember. But then uh, Sunday Funday is the religious version of it where they changed the story into you skating to Sunday school or skateboarding so, to Sunday school. So... They change the story, and narratives aren't important to you. Only mechanics are important to you. Not 100% true, but I do think there's substantially the same exact game. And so I even think this is another so one where the Ms. emotional... So Pac-Man and Pac-Man are the same game. They're, they're not. They have different mechanics. Miss Pac-Man is a more complex game than Pac-Man. Pac-Man is all Why? patterns. Oh, but I mean, it's just the same sprites, right? Doing the same thing. 
What 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 the ghost really changes? Chase you in different ways. It's a different different mechanics. Oh, the ghost. So, but you're just you're just a a, a Pac Man or a Pac Man with a bow being chased by ghosts and eating dots. So it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so all the Call of Duties are the same. You're just you're just a yeah. guy with a name like Soap, and you shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, these are one hundred percent like pretty close to the same game, right? Like. They I mean, just really Sunday Monday is, in fact, Menace Beach. The interesting thing, again, going back to like uh, emotional responses and things, in Menace Beach, at the end of each level, you see like your girlfriend that you're going to rescue, and at the end of each level, uh, her clothes deteriorate a little bit more, so she like basically gets down into her underwear as you get through the game. And I don't remember what they do about that in Sunday Funday. I think they just take that out, but like. That is a significant difference to like an eleven-year-old boy playing through Menace Beach for Sunday Fun Day, where they would be like, "These are not the same game. Give me Menace Beach. Fuck Probotector. Give me Contra." But yeah, they're the same game. Okay, I mean, you just argued with yourself there. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I didn't need you to bring up again how dumb I am. I don't think you're dumb at all, Tower. I think you're very smart. I'm the best. I know. You're so That's good. why I love talking about myself, Johnny. I, I know. Where's your uh, ego? Let me let me rub it some more. I've got an easy one for you. All right, this one's a softball. Uh, myriad six in one. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely Crash. does not count. Uh, so it's it is a hundred percent a publisher variant. So uh, if there's somehow a single person listening to this who does not know, Caltron six in one was original like like back in the day a rare and respected nintendo game uh and they had unsold stock i don't remember, i don't know the exact story i'm just gonna make it up they had unsold stock of their game six and one that they sold to myriad and myriad slapped a sticker on the front of the cartridge and distributed the game in a different box so it is the exact same pcb the exact same cartridge with a different sticker and different packaging uh, so 100% a publisher variant, uh, but same ROM, and I'm not going to count it as a different game. Still one of the coolest things in NES, because it is so rare. And, like, maybe even now, like, like I, I understand that rarity has kind of, is not as cool as Mario right now in the high end, but, like, I don't Mario 6 and 1 a little underappreciated, I think. I still think it's pretty fucking cool, Johnny. Nah. Doesn't count. Fuck it. Doesn't count. Also, video game collectors love stickers. Just stop it. Yeah, we dude, stickers are stop pretty it good. with that, <laughs> guys. Guys, everything changed. We put a sticker on it. It's not the same anymore. Or they didn't put a sticker on it, so now it can't be the same. All right. Uh, God, one <laughs> video game collectors are the worst. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm thinking back in the past month, and like, yeah, I've definitely done some serious digging based on stickers, cartridge labels, but that's just a big sticker. So yes, I I'm very much into stickers, Johnny. Your stamps are basically just stickers themselves. <laughs> People <laughs> love stickers. I mean, back in the day, back in the eighties, stickers collecting was a thing unto itself. Like my sister had a big book, like a photo album, essentially full of puffy stickers, some of which you could scratch and also sniff. Uh, yeah, this was a thing. I don't understand it. People love collecting stickers. Yeah, man. Cool. Even my wife's like, I mean, get a lot of them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fame. It's a fame favorite pack in of, uh, every specialty <laughs> boutique 
game maker. They're like, let's give those guys a sticker. They'll love it and call it a special edition. <laughs> what are people doing Got with em. those stickers? They're just keeping them. Give no me a one. trading you're, card. You're, you're struggling to keep them in the box and right? hoping they don't peel. Fuck you're just like, oh my God, never peel the corner. Oh, it dinged itself. <laughs> like a coin is stupid. I don't want a coin rattling around a box. Give me a trading card. It's a piece of cardboard. It put You put it in a case. It, everyone has like top loaders and, and different protectors for them if they want to keep them nice. It's the perfect throwaway. Doesn't cost anything to produce collectible. Fucking fighting masters on Sega Genesis. It comes with like 15 trading cards for no reason. It's excellent. Yep. I look, I don't get it. There's so many things you could put in there. Why? All right. Uh, oh, I actually have, I, I thought I had uh, uh, two more things to talk about in this section. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Two more things. Let's go with uh, Cheetah Men 2, Johnny. I don't even know. Nope. No, get out of here. Cheetah Men 2. <laughs> 2. What, what is the, the story? So Cheetah Men 2 wasn't released. Found it in a warehouse. But <laughs> blah, 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 and blah. Mike Etler, the man constantly around the history of NES collecting, bought a warehouse find of 1,500 copies of Cheetah Men 2 and sold them himself. So it didn't really have retail distribution. It, it, it was obtainable, but it wasn't released. It was basically just like taken from a warehouse and distributed but does well, this, that make it any different than if it was sold yes. directly to a store Dep depends how you view it and this is why i like my things to be fully like committed to a retail release because you get all these weird cases where y you find this stuff i mean this we get into this with gba all the time but like you find this box or this cartridge and you're like ah I've got a box and a cartridge, and there seems to only be one that anyone has ever seen. What could this be? And, like, lots of things get canceled and never published, even though they're 100% packaged and done. And for whatever reason a company can come up with, they decide, oh, we're not going to do this. Think about, what was it, 2K11 or something that they did that with? Uh, NBA 2K11? Elite was it 11, Yeah. 11? yeah. So that like that they got rid of, but it was fully made and some got out. And so people are like, let's count it. Like, so this is where it gets crazy. Like it is a game. It is something you can collect. But if we're talking about, that's why I always like keep it to like, was this game actually sold through official channels is how I kind of like to think about it. Uh, and like, was it not a promo item? So I, I put that caveat on because, you know, Star Fox Weekend is a promo item in, in my mind. I, I think it's cool. Like 100% go buy it. It's awesome, but I don't think it should count on your list. This is how this is how I delineate things, and I've been very consistent on that since since you've met me, Tyler. You know that I'm always like, nope, it has to have been sold through an official channel and not a promotional item. Cheetah Men is not a promotional item. I mean, official. No, channel I'm not saying Cheetah. Pretty, no, uh... no, it. But it has no official channel of distribution. It got made. And then never released. And that's like what happens. Sometimes games will get made. They'll get up. There can be a couple hundred of them, but like, or like 10 for promotional material or review material, but they were never physically sold. 
in in a manner through official channels. So no, it, it doesn't count. It's just a thing. Like, and of course, everyone who bought in when it was early and was told, oh, it's limited. It's 1500. Of course, all those people have a vested interest in being like, no, this thing counts. It's a thing. And I'm not saying it's not cool and don't go buy it or it isn't interesting. But how is that more real than the other Cheetah Men 2? Like when they, they did the remake of it, like that, it gets it gets very strange to me when people want to want to bring this in. It does, like it was never physically sold. Get out of here with that. It was only so. I mean, it was physically sold, but not by an official channel. It was just so, warehouse junk. Think about the Batgirl movie that was just scrapped. Companies can go through a whole big rigmarole, get a product ready to distribute, and then be like, no, nah, now it's just an undistributed item. And these were just found, but never distributed. I'll eat my hat if that movie's not on HBO by the end of 2023. Um, okay. Anyway, I think the whole debate on whether Cheetah Man 2 is even like a thing because it is such a strange thing is the reason it is obviously so desirable and collectible. I think it's, uh, I mean, Cheetah Man. It's also terrible. I'm obvious, I mean, being terrible is, is kind of a bonus. Like being uniquely bad in how bad Cheetah Men 2 is, is kind of I, adding I, to I it. Hate, I hate these stories of games. That's why I hate the stadium event story. Like, your your condition in the world does not make you automatically an interesting game. It's just like, oh, you were so bad that people didn't want to deal with you. Or, like, you got bought, so we did something else. Get out of here. That does not, like, people are like, oh, that makes it interesting and rare and that does not make it interesting to me that makes it like super forgettable it means that it wasn't interesting enough to stand on its own so they just put it in the ground i mean so i think there's something to so bad it's good because stadium events is just kind of boring like world class track meet is like it's it's the stupid game we run on Same a power game. uh shut up <laughs> but like cheetah men oh, 2 it is it's fucking horrible in a way that, like, even bad NES games are not as bad as Cheetah Men 2. And then even on top of that, like, the main the main music theme is, like, super catchy. There's a lot going for Cheetah Men 2, I think. I mean, also, it wasn't, like, um, part of my problem, too, with, like, unlicensed stuff is Nintendo looked at this, and they did not want this. And there was a certain quality and a respect that needed to be upheld when making a Nintendo game. It had to be upheld to a certain point. And not to say that there aren't a ton of garbage NES games, because there are. But, you know, there was this, there there was a build quality and everything that was inherent to it, and that was largely because Nintendo was such strict bastards about it. But, yeah, I, I just when you get into unlicensed stuff, a lot of that gets lost, and I, I don't like it. Not interested. I know, I, I am very aware you're not interested. Anyway, I think I'm saved here. Uh, there are disputed numbers. I mean, I certainly wasn't around video game collecting for this. So NESworld.com says around 1997, Mike Etler of Video Game Connections found the warehouse and sold them directly to collectors. So, so also side note, like Cheetah Men 2 is worth some amount of thousands of dollars. I understand we're kind of in a dip in terms of the high end. I'm going to, like, cheat him in, like, maybe a $5,000 complete box game, $7,000 complete box game. I don't know. Um, which is crazy, considering there were 1,500 copies sold directly into the stream of Nintendo collectors. So, like, it's not like Stadium Events, which was, like, lost and filtered out into history. This was sold into the market exactly the exact people who'd want the game 20 years ago. 
and it's still thousands of dollars now. Yeah, but it's also outside of uh, the lifespan of the of the console, dude. Yes, that's that's the thing. So the last NES game in America was Wario's Woods, which was late 1994. So by my own standards, 1997 does not make the cut. So I am saved from having to determine if Cheetah Man 2 is part of the set. I'm just gonna say, sorry, Cheetah Man 2, your super collectible interesting do not count. Get the F out, Cheetah Man 2. But what about Cheetah Man 1? Cheetah Man 100% counts. Action 52, classic of the NES library. Honestly, so I, I don't really look at heritage auctions uh, a lot anymore. Just I mean, the prices are nuts, and I'm not usually looking for, like, sealed graded stuff. But the games that, that comes around a little bit is, like, Action 52, and I'm just, like, looking at it. Because I don't even have a box for my Action 52. And I would like a complete box Action 52, because that game is awesome. It's so horrible. Um, yeah, it doesn't count on my list. Either. I mean, I think they go for, like, two grand. So I'm still not buying them, but, like... <sighs> Shut up. I can't believe you don't count Action 52. Trash. Absolute gem of a horrible game. Now, I'm sure you count the Saturn games. I could probably be convinced to Action 52 because maybe that was around when people were kids and like that was part of their life, but I never saw one. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm too young for it, but like, was Action 52 advertised in like comic books? Sounds like it counts. I don't know. Just because you were advertised in a comic book doesn't mean you can't. That makes it real. You just had to mail order it. Maybe all your friends were mail ordering it. They were rich friends who had like $200 yeah, like, to buy a game. Yeah, just like every Atari game that randos made in their garage. And we're like, I'm an official distributor now. Send me a check. Johnny, does it count? Um, Sachin Games. <laughs> No, you, you probably no. have no opinion on this. Right? No, I have a strong opinion on this. You can't even verify that they were meant to be released in this country. Get out of here. Uh, so, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There are, uh, I don't know if this is true of the NES games, but there are Sachin games that are released in Chinese and in English, meaning there was an intent to distribute them to an English speaking audience. Yeah, but uh, the English speaking audience uh, is a large audience. Like, <laughs> Why are so many why are so many games distributed with English even back in the 80s in not America? I feel like a lot of people speak English. Yeah, oh weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just going to make a judgment call that literally everyone has already made. <laughs> okay. I know there is some stores somewhere that did import and distribute Sachin games during the lifespan of the NES. Uh, anecdotally, guy who comes up on the show all the time now, Joe, uh, he says he saw them for sale on Canal Street in New York City, which is Chinatown. He doesn't know which who games he saw for sale. Who but, gives a shit? Yeah. There's, you know how many... I got a copy of Star Wars from there back in the early 80s. Yeah, was it an official thing? No, it surely was not. But, I mean, this would have been the official thing. This is the real thing. It's a oh, cheap yeah. thing. It is not like cool. you're not getting Super Mario yeah, Brothers 3. and that 3 Rolex getting... you got was totally real as well. Why not count it? It says Rolex. <laughs> oh, my God. This, you know what? You are you are dismissing Taiwanese developers as just you're their right. work doesn't I, count because it's somewhat low I'm, quality. I'm not. You can go count it. As an unlicensed game that I don't count. Like, I don't care about these games. No one no one cares about these games, these trash games that were just, like, tiny, like, shitty development houses trying to do uh, 
to capitalize on the success of Nintendo and grab some money without going through official channels. Get out of here. All That's right. theft. That's theft. Get out. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure you can't show me an ad or a trade-in list of all the Satchin games that were ever sold here. The thing, also, not every Satchin game was sold here. So even if you say, like, oh, it was imported, I saw them on Canal Street, you didn't see Huge Insect, because Huge Insect wasn't imported till NES God brought it over in the 2000s. And, like, Papillon Gals, which is a kind of a variant of Galactic Crusader uh, with porn in it, um... That is so rare that, like, there's only a few copies known to exist, so I'm almost positive no one will ever find evidence that that was actually sold. So, like, are you going to be crazy and, like, add to... Say, like, someone combs through, like, you the FBI archives comb through every pictures of, like, old retail things. I don't, I don't know what surveillance the NSA has. But they, say, like, you can find, like... 30 Satchin games for sale out of the around 70 that exist. Do you all of a sudden put those 30 games that we can actually confirm were sold in the U.S. at some point on your list and then just don't put the other 40 games on the list? The thing is, like, obviously everyone already agrees with this, but Satchin games just make so much more sense to take out of the list and put as their own thing, which is also the case because no one even wants to collect them because they're rare and weird. Also, so I, I know I'm very hard on, on licensed games. There, there is also, I have this other argument that I like to, if you like Nintendo games and you just want to get everything that was ever put in a Nintendo cartridge because you go hard at the NES, then by all means, you should go and go, you should seek this stuff out and find it and put it on your list because you think it's neat. I personally like when I think about what Nintendo is for me and you should always collect for yourself. It doesn't make my list, but you, if you are this, like the hardcore Ness guy, yeah, you should like, you should look into all of this stuff. And then if you count it great, like, because you just want to get everything that came on a Nintendo cartridge, including stuff that's new, like, yeah, go for it. Please enjoy. But, uh, when I'm writing my list of the games that were like actual Nintendo games that, you know, I'm speaking to a broader audience that think about what their childhood was and how it involved Nintendo. uh, I'm writing the list with that in mind. I was going to say that Satchin prices are out of control, Johnny. The last uh, Satchin game that sold on eBay sold in Finland for $7.28. $51 shipping, and it's not in great shape, but it is complete, and it's a 72-pin NES game, Dancing Blocks. Uh, Man, and that's kind of it. (laughs) And then there's no, no other, there's like four Satchin games from this one seller in eBay sold, and then nothing. And then all the ones on eBay... The minimum price is three hundred dollars for uh, for Poker Three, and then all the other ones are like five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. It's, it's probably just all from Dane's collection. Absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah, it's probably all the the games that just came out. And uh, Go Collect Jeff is probably just trying to dump them because he's like, oh man, did no Dane have all the Satchin games? I I don't know. I'm, right. I'm making jokes. I'm just being great jokes. All right, Johnny. Do you want to take over and and so those are okay. some unlicensed things that so I would you've count got 91 unlicensed games to your list, right? I mean, I just I just I didn't even bring up the full list, but sure, something like I I don't think. Yes, let's let's say 91. I don't know. I think 91 includes Cheetah Men. So okay, sure, yes. Okay, but then we cut cut that along with some other stuff. Okay, so. We cut out at least two things, so taking you down to 89, and then did that, that counts every Tengen game, right? So you need to extract one, two, three, four, five. What are you talking about? We just discussed all the things we cut, because we cut Myriad. I I, I cut Sunday Fun Day. 
I know. I, I'm trying. You you said there's ninety the list of ninety one unlicensed games. So I'm trying to then like import out the things we cut because it's not the number isn't ninety one, right? Because there's a couple of no the ten games. No one cares about the actual number. They care about I, the discussion I of care, what's included. No, no, they do care. You are one hundred percent wrong. Oh my people want to hear a number. People want to hear a number. Back me up, people. I know you want to hear a number. So, anyways, you got eighty. I think eighty seven when we made the cuts. Plus the Tengen games, one, two, three, four, five, and I'm not going to give you Tetris at six. So you got, uh, let's see, 84 unlicensed games coming in there about. So you're at about 770 to 772, depending. I mean, the thing is, That's your list. I'm not. I don't the have a list of licensed and unlicensed games. I have a list of US NES games because that's why I'm cutting games like RBI Baseball because there's just one yeah. entry for RBI Baseball. Yeah, that's and I I understand that. So that's why your list uh, is down. Let's okay. see. I'll put 94. Hold on. I meant 84. So I'm sorry. Your list is around 760 to 762. That's that's the range. When you when you include everything, if you are making a list of NES games to buy, that is the number. And you were saying these all officially count in some capacity. Um, not that they're licensed, but in your heart, your number is 761. I mean, we didn't go through all the other games. <laughs> okay. Well, what? Okay. What else are you taking out? So right now we're at seven sixty one. What? What else are you going? I mean, what else well, comes do you want to? Do you want to take over MC roles of what games we're considering next? No, I because uh, I'm having the discussion with you. I, right. I'm okay continuing. Nintendo like World Championships Gold. Let's go, or just Nintendo World Championships. So which one? Both. All right, Nintendo World Championships. Gray. Promo cart doesn't count. Can't, can't it's absolute count. bullshit. It's a competition cart. They were not distributed. Does not you count. did not get one for being a finalist. People stole them, is how they yeah. are out there. Which absolutely fucking I know, like, goddamn, in these high-end groups, everyone has an NWC. There are so many NWC grays. Uh it is doesn't, like the yeah. cool thing to have. You never see anyone with a fucking NWC gold. You see like the high-end super rich people and Nick Morgan. And they have their nwc gold and pat the nes punk um i think the nwc gray is still cooler even though like man you no see way. them all the time now but nwc gold i'm saying it counts fuck it i don't give a shit joe convinced me of this in a conversation like last month yes you could win them from the nintendo power contest and technically they weren't even used i mean they could have been used but we don't know that for sure so I'm just going to say Nintendo uh, World Championships gold counts. Distributed Promotion, fucking promotional Nintendo. item. Um, promotional item. How is it a promotional item? It's a game. It was it was a, a promotion for the show. Yeah. It was a promotion. You're right. Yeah. It was great for what they... It didn't go through uh, a retail verification. Does not count. In your <laughs> list, it counts. All right. Counts. We got 762. I mean, I agree. I agree that there's at least a conversation around it, but I put... In, close now it's the case isn't exactly the same with uh like star fox weekend because those games were played but there was so many of them uh that were sold and distributed like you know oh it, see no joe also way. convinced me like if i'm counting games like uh uh sculptor's cut then i should be counting uh donkey kong competition cart no, and star fox super not. weekend they are not in the same world and joe Go to hell. No. Absolutely not. They not dude, in the if same people world. bought sculptors cut used, then people bought Donkey Kong no, competition was, used, it and was, it's, it's the same listen, thing. <laughs> listen, I, I'm tired of repeating myself here. I'm trying trying to teach you a thing. It did not 
go through any sort of retail verification. It didn't do it. It so did not this- happen. They just made Star Fox Weekend. They didn't create all the components. They didn't go through ESRB. Sculptor's Cut went through that whole thing and was sold and packaged by Nintendo. That is not what happened with the competition carts for Star Fox and Donkey Kong. Did not happen. Are not the same. So this is the thing. I'm... By my own standards, or by the criteria that I defined, it is hard for me to exclude Nintendo World Championships Gold without also cutting Famicom and Super Famicom games that I would definitely want to include in my list. So this comes down to the point where, like, maybe, like, objective criteria shouldn't be the way that you do this, because subjectively, like, immediately I would just want to toss Nintendo World Championships Gold. It's so dumb to have it on a set list when... You're never going to own it, which I don't like the idea of just tossing out games because they're too expensive. But you know what? None of us are going to own Nintendo World Championships gold. So why is it on our lists? Yeah. Cool placeholder with your grays, buddy. Yeah. Fuck grays. (laughs) You're cool. Each actually each gray. So there's also an argument like is each Nintendo World ship Nintendo World Championships gray unique, Johnny, because they're all serial numbered. I mean, do we have to add another like 350 games? No, because all games have a serial number of sorts on them. Oh, yeah, right. Just making a stupid point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, if you want, like every game has a different number on it and some some capacity to identify, like it has a production number. Uh, So when you make your list of variants, though. Um, so there are games that are specifically serial numbered on the outside, like Nintendo world championships. And I think myriad six and one also has a serial number. Um, you gotta say, you have to list each variant individually. And for games like myriad, where like not all of the serial numbers have been found. Cause obviously a bunch of those boxes were thrown out. You can only list the variants that are still known to exist. Great. (laughs) Great. Great. Yeah. My my list is great. Everybody should, should make lists the way I want to make them. Yeah. I'm trying to simplify people's lives. We'll we'll get into like all my weird criteria in a moment, but no. Okay. You're at 672. You're trying to include the gold. I definitely don't agree with that. Obviously I strongly disagree. Also, you should not be convinced by things Joe says. He's a madman. Um, Joe's nuts out of his mind. Um, Yeah. He should not like, really, he's a crazy person. You shouldn't consult him. Um, (laughs) It's like, it's like listening to the wind and being like, I've made a decision. No, I don't like having people on the show. I think we should get Joe on the show one of these days. Oh my God. You love Joe so much. You just invited him to the show. I think we might need to have him on the show. If he's interesting. I don't know. I don't think I've ever talked to Joe in real life. Joe, you better be interesting enough to be on the show. Um, Uh, I've never had, I mean, I've talked to Joe a lot and I've never, we've never physically heard his voice. What if he sounds weird? I don't know. We're going to have to, we're just going to cut all the parts where he talks. Yeah. Maybe he was on this episode and people will never know. I know that if there was going to be an episode he wanted to be on, it would be him telling us how we're wrong about considering the oh, NES yeah. list. I, I, like, I like, I like randomly dismissing him as well. And people are like, why are we still talking about somebody? I don't know. Is the Fleo. Uh, he has a lot of uh, knowledge about the NES. So me discounting him and he's more of an expert than I am is, is kind of hilarious. All right. Go on. All right, what let me get to a, a like a personal pet peeve of mine because I hate them. I don't want them on my list. Multi carts, Johnny. Oh, but they're individuals. Don't care. They, they exist. They exist. There are it, so it many ways title. which games can be distributed. Whether it's on a cartridge, whether it's on a disc, whether it's a different form of media, where you can include multiple games in one thing. Whether like 
you could include two cartridges in a case, which you see on on consoles like Game Boy, or you could include two games on one cartridge. Multipacks, or you get could out. shrink wrap two entirely individually packaged video games together and sell it as a bundle. And that could be like an official thing with like maybe an outer cardboard sleeve or like Costco will just take two games, slap them together and put shrink wrap around them. And is that a double pack now? Are we all going to put no, that, that on our list? No, I, I have strong feelings about store ones versus ones that were done uh, intentionally by Nintendo. Oh my God. You, you and your official channels. <laughs> yep. um, I mean, that's, that's the only way to keep us from madness. Because if you oh, that's collecting is madness. What are we even talking about in this episode? The, this is crazy people stuff. Uh, yes, uh, but it's it's what separates us from those who go out and eat dirt in the street, Tyler. Okay, <laughs> it's a very fine line. Anyway, right. I, so you're you're are... striking super strike super spike volleyball and uh, World Cup soccer gone. Uh, absolutely, yes. Three and one, uh, Super Mario. Yeah, gone? Mario Duck Hunt, World Class Track Me, gone. Okay. Um, DK Classics, gone. Absolutely. That may be the most controversial one because it's not expl- it's not called Donkey Kong slash Donkey Kong Jr. It's called Donkey but Kong Classics. But that's what it is. It, it is the same wrong. It seem like its own it, thing. But and it's fuck the it. same games. It's the exact same. The games. only the only reason you want Donkey Kong Classics on your list is one because it has the box format that you like, and two, it's been drilled into your head that these six hundred seventy seven games they're all the ones that count. Get it out of here. So and Super Mario Duck Hunt out. Yep, and Sesame Street ABC one two three. What? Why? Oh, because that's a, that's a double pack too. That's a double pack. I almost forgot about that one. Oh, I did. Ooh, I have to add that to my list. To be clear, we're not getting rid of. Uh, I'm not not getting rid of like Quattro Sports or Caltron Six and One because all those have unique games on them. Short Order Explode is a power pad game. That's technically two games. We're keeping that. It's not that I hate the concept of multi carts. It's I hate the concept of multi carts. That is only that only has games that were all distributed individually. Otherwise, okay. So I want to make sure I have all the multi packs. We got uh, Super Spike Volleyball and World Cup, uh, the three and one Mario Duck Hunt World Class Track Me, DK uh, Classics, Super Mario Duck Hunt, and then Sesame Street. Is that it? Uh, yes, five. I believe okay. it's that five. All right, five. And and to be clear, yes, like. These games have exclusive menus to me personally. That is not enough to count as a unique thing. An exclusive okay. menu. <laughs> so, does short order explode? Uh, does that is that one game or two games? That is one game. Even though it's two <laughs> don't, games, don't <laughs> make me like go insane. But yes, yeah, shorter explode is one game. Because then, what am I going to say? Like, is Super Mario? Three is that actually Super Mario Brothers three, and then also like Mario Bros because there's the mini game that's just Mario Bros. Uh, what about Back to the Future two and three? One Stop. game or two? It's one game. <laughs> Can you imagine someone splitting that kind of thing out? No, oh, yeah, I, I can't. I, I just it, put all the Action Fifty Two games uh, on my a, list. It's a that's that's insanity. I was I'm making a joke. I know, but like, no, what if there's a person who's like trying to like pad their numbers and be like, oh yeah, I like having a list of every individual game I could. Play. I I want to know every individual game that you can actually <laughs> play on the Nintendo. So it's important that we do. And uh, like, I, I can to, I can talk like that and almost make myself believe it, but it's really gross. Don't do it. 
I went to Goodwill and I bought 800,000 Windows games in one CD. And uh, man, my game collection has never looked better. Yeah. Oh, you own 600 games? That's cute. I have 800 right here. <laughs> I have 800,056 games. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, where do you keep them all? On this one disc. Ugh. Bet he's never going to play them all, stupid shelf collector. <laughs> all right. Johnny, uh, let me get to another uh, pet peeve bullshit video game of mine. Okay, world, world class, class track meet. Track meet. <laughs> I, I was already. I'm so ahead of you. I already, <laughs> I was like world class track meet. Here we go. Fuck it. Oh my god. Get it get off it my list. Do not get stadium events off my list. Stadium events is the countiest game to ever count. It came first. It's the same game as world class Does track it? meet. Get world-class track meet out of here. It doesn't, doesn't even have a fucking box. It came with the Nintendo, which I I'm, I will count games that are pack-ins exclusive. Gyromite not, like, came with the Nintendo. But fuck it, it already exists in a box. <laughs> Get it out of here. All right. All right. I mean, do you, I mean, I don't, do you agree? Do you agree? Are you, I don't think you're someone who would get rid of stadium events. Oh, yeah, no, stadium events, I don't care. You pick one. No, don't pick one. I mean, pick I one. It's the same game. By your logic, it's the same game. You just need yes, to Yes, okay, you're right, you're right. By games. my logic, it's the same game, so you can technically pick one. <laughs> yes. We're not say, you didn't say the list of and they all have to be first prints that have to be yes, the original. Because exactly. then they would all be Japanese games and it wouldn't matter. Yes, World Class Track Meet is the same as getting a player's choice Super Mario Sunshine. You're the cool. worst person in the world for buying it, but still counts on my list. Still counts. Got it. Uh, all right. All right. Controversial one that no one, uh, I mean, people bring it up, but it's not as hotly debated as like stadium events. Uh, punch out. Get off my list. Mike Tyson. Oh, you're taking out, out punch out? <laughs> you're taking out punch out? Get it. It's called like NES Classic Series. They, it even says on the box, basically, no. like, I am a shitty re-release. I don't really count as a video game. No, 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 no. There's two versions of it. There's two boxes. Yeah, what? There's two boxes of the Untouchables. It doesn't mean they're different games. No, but it doesn't say they both don't say classic. Oh, it's the original. But wait, is there a non the original punch out? I didn't even know. There's that. a punch out with just a red band. And then there's the classic series punch out. I didn't know that. I thought they were all the original. Oh, look at this. The first one on eBay isn't the original. <laughs> I should get one of those. <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> I thought it was just part nope. of the stupid original set. I didn't know that. Not originals, classic series. It's called classic series. I'm looking at it right now. It says the original on the side. Okay, yeah, it does. It does say it's got that like right, weird it's diamond. Seri- it's basically two things. You're right. Yeah, classic series is the more prominent. Oh thing. my I god, I, this one's complete garbage. Because not only is it the version of Punch Out I don't want, it's like the budget shitty version of Punch Out I don't want. Oh my god, you did not know this? No. So does that change your mind? This is how much I don't want to think about non-Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. So do you want to change your mind? Uh, no, I still want to get rid of Punch-Out. It's the same game as Mike Tyson's Ugh, <laughs> ugh, blasphemer. Uh, 
No, you should, if you are a huge fan of Punch-Out, you should support getting rid of the shitty version of Punch-Out. Look, Mr. Dream is what carries the franchise forward. You can argue this is more important because the the, the fran- like this is part of the franchise. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, like Super Punch-Out is not the sequel to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It's the sequel to Punch-Out. Are you are you just saying that the stupid ass the punch out games are dumb? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying punch out is great, and so is super punch out, even better, right? But I'm just saying one is the lineal successor in a line of games, okay? And one is just an off one, an off like the the weird exclusion, and that's Mike Tyson's punch out. It might be first, but it's not the one that carried the series. The series went forward as Punch-Out, not yes. as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And actually, it was Punch-Out before Mike Tyson in the arcade, right? Because the arcade machine came first? It Yes. Canonically, it okay. is Punch-Out, Super okay. Punch-Out, Punch-Out, Super Punch-Out, then Punch-Out. There are five right. games. So, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out is the weird outlier. So, the one that's actually technically more correct in the lineal series is Punch-Out, not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That is 100% true. But I am picking so the first... So you want to throw out Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, I got it. No, I'm picking the first time a game was released each time. And it's not some first print fetishism, it's just, I want, if it came out first as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, we're doing that, and everything boss. else we're calling a re-release. I don't boss. care that, I, I understand that Punch-Out is what it is called now, and it is still part of Nintendo history, and they re-release it with dumbass Mr. Dream, but I that is not how, that's a subjective call, or like, you have to... I think you're sleeping on how good Mr. Dream is. I don't care how good Mr. Dream is. Right. That's how does Mr. What? I'm not judging whether a game counts based on coolness here. I mean, also trash. One of the reasons, one of the things that, that took me down, uh, like wanting to be an NES list reformer as if anyone fucking listens to me, but like wanting to fix my own list is, one day I was just on Wikipedia. This was like years ago on Wikipedia. And I click a link for punch out featuring Mr. Dream. And it takes you to the, it doesn't take you to the Mike Tyson's punch out, uh, NES, uh, Wikipedia page. It takes you to the punch out Wikipedia page, which is the combined article for Mike Tyson's punch out and punch out featuring Mr. Dream. And really it's just, it's not even called punch out because the second game was called punch out. It's called punch out because now as the game exists on like, nintendo switch or something it's just called punch out so they're using the most up-to-date title of the game but there is only one wikipedia article for all the versions of this same game and i'm like oh man my lists have different versions of the same game why do why are my lists like this and uh so really wikipedia editors uh you can blame them for making me this crazy probably uh wikipedia editors are they leave a lot to be desired oh yes they do uh, you know what? You know what? I mean, as, since we're talking about lists, I do think that their game lists do continually improve. There are a lot of terrible Wikipedia articles. There are a lot of terrible Wikipedia lists, but I do think they're getting better. Um, I yeah. was going to say maybe there would be a citation for some of these release dates for some of these punch out games. Not a single one has a citation and all of them have specific dates. Huh. Interesting. But uh, good. All right. All right. What else are you taking off? What else are you doing crazy? This is going to be a, a pretty hot take. Uh, 1991 Campus Challenge. I'm not going to count it. 
Oh, weird. Yeah, also not counting that. All right, non-games. Color a Dinosaur, Videomation, Taboo, The Sixth Sense, The Forgotten One, Tiny Toons, Cartoon Workshop, and Miracle Piano. I'm going to say we're counting all of those, unless you disagree, but I think you... Those five, you're going to count. Got it. So you're not removing them from the original six nested 677. Uh, yeah, I'm just counting them. I don't care that they're not technically video games. So, and in, in the original 677, I just want to be clear on uh, Punch-Outs. They're, they're both there, right? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely both there in that so, 677. So, your list, if you were doing the official list, just keeping the their number, you're just like, well, you're just suddenly down one game. You're like, by the, by the way, boom. Yeah. Down, I'm down. So, you're from 677, you would actually be down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven games are down. Eight games. What is that? Yeah. Get rid of them. Do it. Feels good. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It is seven. So, yeah, you'd be down seven. So, you're, man, your list, easy number, 670. Plus the unlicensed, which one? Plus the unlicensed. Uh, licensed, 670. Unlicensed, uh, you've got 84. All right. But it's weird because, all right. Anyway. Uh, I think that's it for like the major changes that I would want to make. There are things I I would clarify. So I like putting in notes at the bottom of my list just to be like, hey, just in case you're not really familiar with the list, here's some things you might want to know. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was released twice and they are different games. That is a super weird situation. It's not a publisher variant, just so you know. Obviously, Temple both of, of those. Doom I'm is counting. two different games. What's up? You said Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh, is it not Temple of Doom? I thought it's Temple of Doom. I thought Temple of Doom is the same. It's it's Last Crusade, which oh, is Last Crusade. Games. You're right. I don't know yeah, my Indiana like, Jones history. What do I know? I'm like, well, let's let's not get a, a message about just messing up Indiana <laughs> Jones, please. Especially since I in your list I removed the ten uh, the the Tengen uh, version or, or unlicensed version to your account. All right. Um, All right. I would I would make a note that like major label variants like the classic series like the the yellow Metroid box I'm not counting I don't think people would expect me to count it but nope. it's a big thing you might see that doesn't count uh, I would definitely call out publisher variants I'm not counting and uh, especially one I would call out is like share data chiller which like I don't know there's a few dozen of them that are known to exist out there that's uh, a chiller with a blue cartridge that was. Uh, apparently published by a shared data. I don't know if people considered those prototypes or what. In my opinion, simply too many of them have been found for this to have been a prototype. Like, there's the AGCI Wally Bear and the No Gang, which I think there is one of, which, sure, we can call that one a bullshit one-off thing, but there's, like, like dozens. Like, not not high dozens, but there are dozens of, of shared data. Hey, I mean, if, if you... See, that's the thing. Like when you talk about factory samples and stuff and how many can be made, I mean, there could be like 40 of them, but that's not a print run. Like you, like a print run of games should be not hundreds or dozens. It should be thousands. I don't think there's a limit. I mean, I think that the problem is that we just don't know. I mean, well, I mean, we do know that there was minimum order quantities with Nintendo that you had to use you know, or you could not get a game distributed. These are unlicensed, so it becomes a little bit different. But even then, 
like a manufacturer isn't going to do a batch of just 12 games. If they do, they're spinning that up as like, okay, here's our, like, here's our samples. Let's distribute. Are these all right? Maybe they sell those too, but that that's not, they weren't, they weren't created for that purpose. They weren't like, here's a special 12 or 25 run of games. That's just not how big manufacturing does things. I mean, the, the thing is, no matter how you slice it, it, it comes down to we're making assumptions that there there weren't however many produced. Like, first of all, maybe they did sell 100 copies of Share Data branded chiller for some reason before they rebranded it. Yeah, um, which which could happen that like could have been a change or like there there could have just been an a, like an asset change like oh we got bought in the middle of it the factory changed or something in the middle like the, lots of weird things happen uh, globally at factories. Yeah, because it come, you think about something like stadium events where like yeah the minimum order quantity for an NES game was ten thousand, and it's like so where are they if there were ten thousand of them produced? But they were destroyed. Like. All right. Oh, right. You you say you have inside info that you you can't give us, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. They were destroyed. They um, were destroyed. All right. Anyway, it's a publisher variant either way. I'm not counting it. And then, uh, oh, also there. Uh, so title changes, and specifically, I'm calling out Family Fun Fitness Athletic World. It just drives me crazy when I see a list that includes both Family Fun Fitness Athletic World and Athletic World. So there, that's a, a label variant on Athletic World. The Family Fun Fitness one is the desirable one. Um, I, obviously, I'm not counting those as separate games. No, the, it's that just is athletic. the same game. It's it's the same as stadium events and world-class track meet. Actually, you know what? Is it Athletic World? It, maybe I'd call it Family Fun Fitness Athletic World if I was going to give it a name. See, is Family what? Fun Fitness part of the title or is that just a series? Uh, we may never know. Where hold do you on, hold call? on. Where's the? Let me get onto the, the title screen of the game. Title screen says Family Fun Fitness Athletic World. So the title of this game is Family Fun Fitness Athletic World. If you have just the shitty Athletic World that does not include the full title of the game, I'm sorry. They retitled the game to something that made more sense. Yep. All right. I have the bad version. Uh, I'm. I don't know what I have. I'm sure I don't have the good version because I just don't care about Athletic World. Why not? I'm just it's not amazing. cool. That is like Athletic World is such like a, a cool NES guy game to care about. Like if you got the the big box Athletic World with the family fun fitness pad, like man, you are such a cool guy. And I'm just not a cool enough guy. <laughs> we we got to do an episode. I not anytime soon, but like things that things like an episode like strictly for the NES people. Things that made you a baller in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> like you know that's how you knew you were like a a cool collector like the cool collector items athletic world the faria map which no one gives a shit about anymore but it's still expensive like that kind of stuff Stat- i want like, to have like to me like the thing is i had the perspective of like a 16 year old just stumbling upon the scene into forums so i would just soak up people's opinions and like whatever someone else thought was cool i would think was cool because like I, you know, I wanted to fit in. I'm joining like a, a new social group of people. Yeah. So like I, like I didn't form my own opinions at all back then. I just kind of went with whatever people thought. So no. I thought like stack up, and I brought this up on the show. Like stack Super up cool. was fucking cool. If you had a stack up, awesome. you were such a baller. So one cool. just sold. I'm gonna. I, I'm sorry. I bring up like heritage auctions bullshit so much. I believe it was a sticker sealed stack up. I mean, they're all sticker sealed. I think. Maybe not, uh, but it was like a matte sticker sealed with the shrink wrap over it, sealed stack up, and it did not sell for like an amazing premium. 
So what, it sold for $10,200, which, yes, $10,000 for an NES game is ridiculous. But it's a match sticker sealed game that is traditionally one of the most exciting complete in box games on NES and a pinball, not a st- like it's like a regular hang tab pinball sold for like over 20 grand, more than oh my double God. fucking match sticker sealed stack. That's that's insane. Stack up, yeah, we, the cachet of stack up is gone. That, People we, do we, not we, care about stack up we, anymore. We have to do that episode like the cool items and is it still cool or not? That's the episode. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm down. We, I think we have to talk to some old heads because, like, I, yeah, yeah. I have, like, my own experience, but, like, no, we're well, obviously well, going to need some We We, ha- we have some, yeah. We, we, like, I, I think that's a fun episode to do. When we want to just do, like, a fun quickie, I think that'll be a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do you want me to get into my insanity now? Is that your numbers done? Oh, I didn't even realize. What, you're doing something else? Yeah, do oh, your no, I have my I have my caveated list. Like, if you're an insane person, how you can, like, get this list down. I just, <laughs> We're like, just making cuts now? All yeah. right, I'm in. Let's do okay. it. Okay, so your number came out to 670 licensed, 755 total. Okay, that that's your total. 670. You got the license list down to 670. You chopped off seven games. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's say you are collecting. Wait, did we add in Nintendo World Championships gold? Yes. Okay. You've you've got a plus there. If you look at my column, I've got like this area over here. Uh, This is your adds and subtractions. All right. I'm not looking at your spreadsheet at all. I want the listener experience to make sure they can follow along. All right. Okay. So my list, if you want to, you just want games, right? I don't care about these things that aren't games. So, and I don't care about stuff that's unlicensed, kind of. I want stuff that is just part of the NES experience of my childhood, right? And in that childhood, I said, uh, this was for Super Nintendo, I said, I want one of every game. But that was, like, I wish I had every game. So if you were a kid, like, every kid said that, right? I wish I had every game. So that's what you're thinking. I just want one of every game. And let's not get into, like, weird stuff like stadium events, world track world-class track me who cares just get one of them right like you just want one of every game you don't care how it comes you're just trying to obtain them this is the child brain version of it okay so that's what this list represents and this is how my cuts go and you just want the games you don't care about software that is for entertainment get out of here taboo uh get out tiny tunes no thank you Videomation, you're gone. Miracle Piano, what am I trying to go to school right now? Get out of here, Miracle Piano. I'm not here to learn. Uh, I'm here to kill things. You know, I mean, Miracle Piano is a game that you can fail in. You can fail the lessons, and it has a goal. If you beat oh, all good. the lessons, Every- you get a game over. I think school, Miracle Piano might count as a game. School is a game. You can go, and there's lessons, and you can fail them, and sometimes it's sure. entertainment. Yeah. The- and, and you have I mean, to use an ancillary item like a, a pencil as your joystick uh, to complete. Le- yeah. I think so, Miracle Piano is arguably a rhythm game, though. I don't know. Like, okay. we're not talking about a, a video game with school. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Shut uh, up, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I, look, I, I'm doing, I told you, this is child brain. Like, uh, this is, I'm doing a thing here. So, color a dinosaur, also get out. Get out, color a dinosaur. We don't care about you. Technically, th- these are like my most, I think, in the list, the most debatable. And I think you could add them back in. It's not a big list. It's five games. 
take them or leave them, that cuts you down to 672. Okay? You're at 672, you minus those five out. But what else are you doing? Well, there's a lot of games that are duplicated in the Nest list. So we're going as streamlined as possible. I'm going to make your life easy. Well, this, we talked about it a little bit, but Donkey Kong Classics, right? That's got two games in one, Tyler. Oh my Why God. Would no, I go buy Donkey Kong? <laughs> Why would I buy Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. separately when I can get both in one streamlined package? Boom. Get out of here, you two games. So that, there's two more gone. All Why right. are you doing this? <laughs> because you hate it. This is the thanks I hate it segment for Tyler. I did this just for you. Uh, and this was the point of the whole episode. Something Tyler would just cringe. Stadium events is really expensive. Super expensive. And you want every game, and that is definitely an inhibitor. But, Gay, guess what? World-class track meet exists. Better yet, though, do you know what else exists? A three-in-one cartridge, Tyler. You can get Super Mario, Duck Hunt, and world-class track meet. That means you get to kill stadium events, the individual world-class track meet cart, Super Mario, and Duck Hunt from your list. All gone. They're just gone, and Tyler. you get to save the space because you don't even need a box now for your I Super know. Mario Bros. I know. And if you want a box, you can go buy one of those fake ones that everybody has. <laughs> we all have them. Don't lie. All right. Boom. I don't know. Like, you don't need a fake a big... one. There's a real box. It's the NES, the power pads set, whatever it came with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Spike Volleyball and World Cup Soccer. There's a two-in-one for that. Boom. Two more games out. Get out of here. Man. Life is getting easy. Sesame Street, ABC, one, two, three. That's a duplicate. Get out of here. So we've now got to, we got to get rid of, and man, all the money we're saving by getting rid of Super Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong. Those are black box games and stadium events. Oh, we saved so much money. Super Spike Volleyball. Well, but you know, we're talking about streamlining it as much, making it easy as possible. So that's gone. World Class Track Meet's gone. Sesame Street, man. So we get two more games out of that, and we get rid of the two Sesame Streets. So good, Tyler. Okay, so we've got this super list. We're not worried about any of that other junk. So now our six, we got down to 672, and then we got, let's see, how many here? We got 11 more that we get to strike from the list. Man, we got this number down to an easy 661. Great. 661. A list that no one will want to collect. No, no. And this will be a list of every licensed Nintendo game. One of each game. The number is 661. In the worst possible way. The thanks I hate it list is 661. Yeah. Thanks. Pretty good, right? Super good. And we, we also got to remove. Does this include Miracle Piano? Yeah. Oh, it does. Okay, we're no, not no, even no. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it include it removed Miracle Piano. Why? It's so a if game. You add, if you added it back in, fine. Six sixty two, buddy. Uh, NWCs, right. you're out. Those don't count. Okay, but here's what what you could do if you wanted to get crazy. If you wanted to add some stuff back in because you you don't like six sixty one. And here's uh, these. This is something I'm going to defend both in my joke and uh, but actual. Uh, and I've spoke about this. The Tengen games were out as a kid. I saw them. We all knew them. I'm I'm removing the ones that are duplicated up, and there's six of them because I'm including Tetris in that. I only want one version of Tetris. Um, so there are 13 
Uh, Tension games you can add on there. So you get your Afterburner, Alien Storm, Fantasy Zone, Clax, Pac-Mania, RBI Baseball, Roadrunner, Rolling Thunder, Skull and Crossbones, Shinobi, Super Sprint, Tubin, and Vindicators all get to go in. Like, we, we remove them because they are unlicensed, but really, they are part of the childhood experience to me. Uh, so I would throw them back in my list, so I would add 13 back. And um, then I would also put the Bible games, and I don't know if this is just because... I don't know if every town had this, I because obviously I didn't live in every town. Um, but we had like a couple of religious stores in town that always had these stupid Nintendo games. And I would get duped because we'd be walking through this. There was this awesome strip mall that I grew up with, which had a movie theater, a comic shop. So like it went the comic book shop, a candy store, the movie theater. And then you went down like five stores. And then there was a toy store, which had Nintendo games. But in between that was a stupid, like, it looks like, you're like, oh, a bookstore, that's cool. But it was a religious bookstore, but they sold the Nintendo Bible games in there. So, I don't know if you, if your life was like that, if you ever saw those things. But that was how I would, so, so there are, and these are the Wisdom Tree games, Bible Adventures, Exodus, Joshua, King of Kings, Spiritual Warfare, and Sunday Funday. Uh, I would add those in, so, for another six. Alright, so, I have a proposition for child johnny here i'm yeah, making okay. this list maxi 15 includes menace beach it doesn't include sunday fun day um but you could swap it out and get basically a free 14 more games if you go for the non-religious version i while i i agree that would be like a smart streamlined way to do that but in my world maxi 15 didn't exist i didn't know what that was okay while I was coming up with this dumb proposition, I realized we fucked something up. Okay, Sunday we... Fun Day is not a port of Menace Beach. Menace Beach okay. is a standalone video game. Sunday Fun Day is a te- technically it's a multi-cart that includes Sunday Fun Day, Fishfall, and uh, like a sing-along Bible thing. But Fishfall is an exclusive game, so Sunday Fun Day has to count again. Oh, you have to bring him back to your list? All We're right. bringing oh, back well, Sunday I, fun day. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did not know that. You can cut that whole segment out about Menace Beach then. Because that was uh, all No, I'm, someone's going to send us an email about how we're wrong, and then they're going to turn the okay. episode off before hearing this part. Yeah, they're like, these guys don't know anything. And sorry, like, just unless... I can tell you what my experience with Menace Beach is. I had a cut-up box for it, just like the box cut-up, and uh, I gave it to Pat the Nest Punk... For five dollars at uh, at a video game show. All right, that we well, were worth getting rid of a cut up box. So you made yeah, out. So he was like, "Do you want this?" He's like, D- "Like, how much do you want for this?" I'm like, "You can have it for five dollars because I don't care." It's just and he's like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like, there you go. Was, You're probably on YouTube the, then. Uh, <laughs> go check was, 2006 YouTube. Uh, this was 2016, probably. Oh wow! So collector's quest was already a thing. Because I was there as the podcast. Oh, okay. I had a booth. So, yeah. Uh, that was a year that uh, Nick Morgan actually assisted in the booth. So there you go. Yeah. Um, all the names, making the rounds. Oh, yeah. Making the rounds. Um, and that's actually the first show I met uh, Excite Bike Games at. Neat. <laughs> Dropping oh, the names. Read the game, Drop- Shark. He's at a show, too. <laughs> oh, you said it. Why did you say it? It's like, say... Saying, I don't know, and you can't do that on television. All right. If you need import games, well, guess what? I've got a place for you 
where you can get them cheap. Cheap, cheap games has all of your import games, and you can get them for cheap by contacting Red the Game Shark. Red the Game Shark, cheap, cheap games. There we go. Uh, plug over. Let's see. Yeah, that's uh, that's my list. Anyways, those 19 come back in. You, you're, we'll add one to your number. But yeah, my 19 come back in to my 661, and we get it up to 680. Clean or 681 if you want Miracle Piano back in there. I want Miracle Piano. Okay. Anyways, that's that's my dumb list. If you wanted to make the streamlinedest streamlined system, you know, you can. There's a way you could do it. 661 would then be the number. Uh, and the point of that for anyone's like Johnny, why did you do that? Because we make a lot of assumptions about what people collect and like what we tell people is and isn't the set. Like that's not a set. You don't have this. It's like well. Do you need to ha- what what is the what is the you need to have this thing to make the set? Don't I already have it? If I have Donkey Kong Jr. and Donkey Kong and also Donkey Kong Jr. Classics, I have both of those games, right? Like I now this is just redundancy. So are you saying I don't own those own those games on the Nintendo? What are you saying? Are you saying these are different games because they're clearly not different games? Are you saying that Mario Duck Hunt is different? than Mario and Duck Hunt? Why? Aren't these just... Uh, isn't that just another variation? So, what? like, we, we as collectors have made these, like, finely tuned ideas, like, nope, and a lot of it is based on it has a different title, therefore, it must count. So, anyways, I, I just want... One, I wanted to do... Uh, to make you hate everything I said, Tyler, yeah. and two, I wanted to talk about those assumptions, especially when making lists, because this is the... This is the madness that we've followed since this list came out by a guy uh, who just like, you know, was like buying warehouse game lots and doing all kinds of stuff and just making a list that got out there. Oh, you know, my Mike Etler. Sure. Like renowned video game reseller, Mike Etler. <laughs> like that. Like what? What is it like? So we took a guy who was clearly profiting on some of this and who also happened to make a list. Like, is that the person we want? to? Like we used to skewer. Uh, JJ Games, right? Uh, for price charting for a conflict of interest, but we're like the Mike Etler list for some reason is a, a sacred object that should never be scrutinized. I need to clarify: I would never skewer JJ Games for their conflict of interest. I would say there is technically a conflict of interest that they are both charting and selling games, but JJ Games's prices were so good, and they yeah, were based so- on a flawed algorithm, which made them even better. It was. It was By the way, he 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 does he's JJ Games he sold so we could focus on price charting. I think I heard. Maybe I heard that. God. Don't quote me. <laughs> like JJ, <laughs> you you had two things going. Price charting, which like in my opinion, like it's okay and it's like half okay, half a little bit of a dumpster fire, maybe a little bit useful. And then uh, JJ it's, Games, it's, like my favorite place to buy video games. I know. You chose the wrong thing to focus on. I mean, did he? Picking data, like it's hard for me to I argue know, against like, picking data. If you're clearly picking like a thing to become like a central business and go forward, like I think price charting, due to the mindshare it already has, and if it were to become like a really useful tool, I think it is obviously the business decision decision to make. But I mean, price charting is still the same old price charting, so I don't know what he's well, doing yet, and that JJ also, Games has been gone for a while. I mean, can I mean, doesn't it exist in some other form though? Yeah, they, he that. sold it to someone who is now running just like a generic shitty game store under the JJ Games name. So who the fuck cares? Yeah, but if you think about 
the idea of like having to constantly get in product and everything. Data is an easy product to get in a lot. You're always getting it in and the tax on that is is pretty minimal. Whereas like the, you know, inflation driving NES games crazy and, you know, the pandemic, you can't control the cost of that, but you can kind of control the cost of being a data warehouse. All right. What, what that's my argument. That's that was my argument pro, like price charting and why you would make that decision. That's all. Okay. Okay. Anyways, so uh, that's it. We we I, I really just wanted to talk about the list in general, and I, I know you did too. I just wanted to talk about like all the weird things we do and we don't count. Why we count them? I wanted to fight about it, but honestly, you should consider all of this stuff and make your own list and not be beholden to uh, a lot of these antiquated ideas on on what counts or what doesn't and. Like, again, just because I don't count it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be on your list, doesn't need to count for you. Like, I don't put NWC Gold on my list, but Nint- and I've said multiple times, NWC Gold is cool. I think it's cooler than the Grays by a long shot. Tyler disagrees. Stefan also disagrees. I think that is, like, the coolest. The, like, to me, as a kid looking at Nintendo Power, that was, like, the epitome of the thing. The The competition cart was just the, the tool they were using, and, like, the ultimate prize were these gold carts. Awesome. How cool is that? The thing is, Stefan's, like, the Nintendo Power guy. I feel like NWC Gold, as, as generic of a grail as it is, that should be his holy grail because it's the ultimate Nintendo Power collectible. I know. I agree. Well, how can Stefan, of all people, think the gray carts are cooler? Well, to be fair, he had this opinion earlier before he became fully Nintendo Power guy. He should have changed his opinion. I don't know if he has. So, I mean, that's a thing we could ask him. I, right. I don't want to say that's currently his opinion. It I just used to be say, an opinion. If like, people we are asked allowed to him this off minds. the show, like, there's like a 75% chance I would expect him to say like, oh, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm, we're going to get one. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Like, what a cool item to, like, walk around and, like, to have at the show with and also have to have a security detail for. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what a cool item to have at the show. Unintended World Championships Gold. Yes, I agree. So cool. Uh, I think it's awesome. Anyways, I, I mean, and, and that's not to say that the NWC Grey isn't kind of cool. And those are both magnitudes of order cooler than a stadium events, in my opinion. So anyways, uh, that's the list. That, that was it. I had fun talking about this, Tyler, and I got I liked uh, yelling at you and like devil's advocating you. That sure, was enjoyable. I hope everybody deleted Punch Out from their list. That's that's my main goal. <laughs> yeah, see, and even in my madness, I didn't delete Punch Out and and Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean there are I mean there are the hotly contested games in in every list. You know the the stadium yeah. events type things. I think like the mundane things are the the place we can make headway. Like maybe we can get people to remove Super Mario Duck Hunt from the NES list because everyone has it anyway, and it doesn't change anyone's collection in the slightest. It just makes the list cleaner and it makes more sense. I think we can remove all the multi carts. Like I guess Sesame Street. ABC one two three that might be like an uncommon, somewhat desirable CIB, but you remove all of the other games and like no one's collection changes. The people who will still want everything will all get those, but we can, we can agree we can have some harmony in the list if we all just got rid of the multi cards, John. Well, I mean, I don't I, see. I don't think you can get rid of them. I, I think they need to be there in some sense. I think they need to be there at and the they, bottom of the list. Yeah, in their own the, separate list of stupid sure, multi packs. Sure. 
and I, I agree. Like, and if I was collecting and I was gonna like remove one, I did the insane thing where I kept the multi carts. But my actual collector instinct is to do the exact opposite. Fuck multi carts. Buy the individuals. Multi carts are like a last ditch, like gross placeholder. So just to be clear on where I'm actually at in the world of of collecting. All right, are we done with the this NES topic? Are we moving on to the second part of the show? We are moving on to the second part of the show where we're only two we, hours in. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I thought that? this was I thought this was like a um the short to medium length topic. That that is wrong. Okay. Did we everyone has stopped listening? Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah, let, let's go on. Second part of the episode. Why, why'd you cut me off? Let's do Collector it. who plays asks. Uh, by the way, this is on our, our Patreon Discord. So you can go to patreon.com slash collectors quest and, and donate to us and you can get access to our Discord. And that's it. When a title is released on both ends of a console's lifespan, or both at the end of a console's lifespan and the beginning of the next console's lifespan, which version do you consider more collectible? Oh. Ooh, tough question. Give me some examples that aren't Zelda games. I think the Wario obvious ones Woods. I think of... <laughs> Wario's Woods, yes. Uh, the obvious ones are uh, Zelda Twilight Princess was a GameCube game basically ported to Wii, and then Zelda Breath of the Wild was a Wii U game ported to the Switch. Every PS5 game. Oh, fuck all those. <laughs> oh, but like, see... But I mean, that's an excellent question for the P like, hmm. yeah, we, these are all defined, but think about like all this PS five, PS four stuff that's going to be happening this. I mean, and there will be collectors there. So think about it from that. That's how I'm going to approach it. Man, PS four and PS five are just like, so like iterative and kind of the same thing. Uh, like, I don't even know how to answer that. It's it's kind of because I'm not interested in that era of collecting, so the the questions about like the Zelda games become more interesting. But then well, you brought uh, you up answer from the Zelda Woods of all games. Yeah, brought up twice in the show. Amazing. Anyways, uh, yeah, go go ahead. You answer from your perspective, and I'll try and address it the other way because I've thought about it. Oh, all right. I I think I have to take it on a case by case basis because. In every case, unless you bring up more cases, in every case I could think of, I think that the version for the older console is actually cooler because a lot of times that will have been the originally developed version and then it was ported. Like Breath of the Wild is very obviously a game designed around the Wii U stupid controller. There's all that, the Game Boy Color games that that happened that were just Game Boy oh, games. Oh, yeah, like Wario Land 2 is an example. Where like, Oh, yeah, like Wario Land 2, I'd rather own the Game Boy version than the Game Boy Color version. Yeah. But a lot of it comes down to also, like, I just think that the older console is cooler. Like, I would probably rather play Wario Land 2 on Game Boy Color. I just, when I see a Game Boy box, I get a different emotional reaction than when I see a Game Boy Color box. Uh, absolutely. So, And that that's a big part of it uh, that you touched on. So w talking about collecting is a lot different, especially with the earlier consoles, I want to old the older one. Those end of life stuffs typically stays more collectible, but I want to probably play the newer version. Usually, that's the best sure. version. Yep. Not always, but usually. Um, and now to to address it, like from the PS4, PS5 era, kind of the same thing. Like I, I try to imagine that the end of life PS4, it, like an Xbox, you know, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, whatever. All that, like I try to imagine if. 
everything is holding true from what we knew before that the old stuff should be should be more collectible later. Also, it's going to be out sooner. Like people are looking to upgrade, so as soon as they can, they don't want to buy the old version. So what I liked buying with the PS4. Uh, versions was the ones that are the ps5 versions that included ps4 or ps4 that included the upgrade to the ps5 that's what i mean uh like if i could get those those were cool uh and then they like have a unique note on them which is kind of interesting and the ps5 version doesn't say anything it's just like if you look at uh lego star wars uh for instance the the skywalker saga that was released not too long ago that game came out for everything but on the ps4 it had the upgrade to the ps5 and when you put that in the ps5 it just said which version do you want to download do you want to download the ps4 or the ps5 one like that you're going to be playing because basically the disc is just a code to uh you know just a safety feature at this point so yeah i'm like yeah i'll download the ps5 version i get that now i get the benefit of both that's awesome and the ps5 version is just like well yeah you got you got that, and that's more likely people will get that. And when they're selling their consoles, I imagine that those will be in the in the discount box because, like this, oh, we only had this many games, and this was popular, so it was popular enough to be on both consoles. So it's probably going to be an item that there are a lot of on the newer system. So that's part of my reasoning. All right, anyways, I'll agree with your reasoning on that stuff. All right. Uh, follow-up question. I think this is a great question. If titles like Little Samson and Flintstones Dinosaur Peak were released on the Super Nintendo, would the NES titles be more or less collectible? Hmm. Who thinks about that? I don't know. I, why, <laughs> why did you Why did you think about that? <laughs> right? I have no... Um, I think probably a little bit, yeah. Because it well more or less collectible, less collectible. I'm gonna yeah, say I 100 think they will be less collectible I because think- they're just out there more. They're more commonplace. It's not the the rarity behind it, the uniqueness of it. It kind of disappears. Yeah. So, I mean, assuming like this, these are games coming out in like 1992 when like yeah. SNES is just starting. Like people would have bought Little Samson on Super Nintendo. It would not have been as rare as the NES version. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like. It's no longer this mysterious thing. Like, a lot of Little Samson is hype. As good of a game as Little Samson is, there are a ton of good NES games, and Little Samson is basically expensive because it is super hyped. Um, I mean, there's also accessibility, too. What's up? Also accessibility now, because more of them exist. Yeah, and if there was a Super Nintendo version, it doesn't matter how much worse the Super Nintendo version is, or it could even be better. There would be people who just, like, dismiss the NES version. They're like, oh, that's the old one? I'm just going to... I'm going to pick up Kid Clown for the Super Nintendo. Why do I need the Nintendo version? Oh, man. Kid, uh, like, child version of me? Absolutely. I don't want this old stuff. Give me the new. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and also, just in general, exclusives are cooler. And I realized that, basically, for games released on NES and SNES, a lot of times they're just two kind of interpretations of the same game. They're not really the same game. But, yeah, exclusives are cooler. The fact that people can't play little Samson, you know, unless they legally download it. That's a selling point to people in terms of collectability. Agree. One more Johnny strange asks, do you think the P the PlayStation VR subset will be desirable or collectible in the future? Like 
100% absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yep, agree. Hard like, agree. One of the most collectible PlayStation subsets. Super interesting. Yeah. It is I, so I, interesting. I have no interest in like modern PlayStation games. And I bet like all of those games are like Oculus games and stuff. And like maybe there's some PlayStation exclusive stuff in there. But like if there was a modern set for me to collect, I would 100% think of PlayStation VR as one of the first. I, yeah. Uh, I've thought about the VR games. I cringe because there's like a couple VR games through limited run. I'm like, man, if I ever want this VR set, I'm going to have to go get these. Ooh. But yeah. Yeah. Like VR. No, just, just start widely selling that they don't count. Oh, okay. Um, Another thing in his favor, like, uh, so like PlayStation, I mean, like obviously huge brand PSVR, not obscure, but not like a mega hit, crazy, like connect super selling thing. It sold like 5 million copies, which is like getting on that bubble of like, well, this is like not a super successful thing. And there's only a few games for it. It gets into like that almost Sega Saturn realm. God, I'm not calling PlayStation VR the next Sega Saturn, but I think there's, there's a comparison. So let me ask you this: Is uh, is the PlayStation VR a different console? Is it a subset of the PS4 or is it its own console? No, it's it's why why is the, the games run its own on a console? PlayStation Four or Five? But right? they need this other thing to be used, right? They need this other thing plugged into the PlayStation to what, use. Is it. the PlayStation Move a different console because you need a unique controller and a? Camera? No, we're not talking like you need the headset. Like you need that headset for the game to work and it's got a li- like a transmitter box that has to plug into it it's got other hardware that needs to be attached yeah, uh, the playstation i is other hardware that needs to be attached no no look the 32x needs the genesis hardware to run right so it's just like a peripheral then that adds on to it maybe we're going to count the 32x game we're going to think about that all right. <laughs> we're gonna that's something that I, need, I can't even i don't have time to discuss all this with you man i'm glad i have a modern example of the 32x argument uh, Let, I mean, like one million percent i think uh, everybody go buy all the playstation vr games and hype them and uh, make them all super expensive maybe they are super expensive like i have no, i have no concept of how expensive send me VR your list are. send me your list i looked at the wikipedia list and it's it's 700 games long so i'm going to assume that like 90 percent of those are digital let me look. I'm going to look up a random PlayStation VR game. I'm sorry for wasting everybody's time on this show, but I literally don't know anything about PS. Oh my god, none of Batman. these. Batman. This is all hardware. Batman. There's a Sweet Home. Not Sweet Home. Uh, home Sweet Home. Is that is that a regular release? It's not like limited run games. Yeah. No regular. Um, it's a uh, part of a series of uh, what's it? It's oh, it's like Home Sweet Home. Until Dawn. Yeah, Home Sweet Home. Yeah, it's like from. It's the Until Dawn guys. We're right? gonna find it. Oh, you got it brand new for forty five bucks. Oh yeah, this game's like thirty bucks, and it's all over the place. Okay. Oh, a lot of these are Japanese versions. Uh, but no, this isn't that bad to buy. Um, not that I would expect it to, because this is obvious. This is like still a thing. Like you could still use your PSVR with PS Five, right? Anyway, I mean, you probably could, but you used it like three times, and then you put it back in the box, and we're like, okay, that was a pain in the ass. There, Let's there never do go. that again. I mean, that's that's a reason that is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a gimmick. Uh, and too many wires too many like it was cool i played resident evil 7 on it and uh yeah what a pain in the ass all right super hype everyone go get them what else we got what are you buying what are you playing johnny um what am i buying what am i playing no what are you buying what am i buying um, yeah what'd you buy johnny you buy i got cool? hellfire for the sega genesis with the registration card Woo! oh you did it I've had this save search for so long. 
Um, I, you like you love talking about this game. What I, I brought it up on the Discord because I was so excited I finally found one. I mean, you and I have talked privately about the, this individual item. I'm oh, glad yeah, you yeah. got it. I'm I'm excited you got it. So I'm not. Oh. I obviously I have a lot of Sega Genesis games are probably missing a poster, missing a registration card. But when I get to like the top of the top stuff, I want to have the best version of the best thing. My Musha does not have a registration card, and one, I'm just not buying another Musha. It's just not worth it for me to like deal with flipping a $600 game or whatever that goes for. Um, and the premium for Musha, there's a significant premium for Mushas that include the registration card, but Hellfire, a still expensive yet much cheaper game than Musha, has the same exact registration card, and that's closer to like a $150, $200 game. Uh, so I've had this save search forever, waiting for someone to fuck up and list a Hellfire for a normal price, even though it has the registration card. And finally, uh, finally, I got my copy of Hellfire, uh, which you I will it. immediately throw into the garbage and take the registration card out of. All right. Yeah. But give me that manual first. Uh, <laughs> oh, OK. Give you the manual of my $150 game, which will turn it into basically a zero dollar game that I will never be able to. Sell. I, I will. I will. I'll just buy the game from you and then I'll, I'll sell it. OK. Um, I don't remember if I brought it up on the previous show, Johnny. The quest for the quest for Zelda for the TRS-80 is a port of the Legend of Zelda to TRS-80 that was made in either the late 80s or early 90s. Um, it's super copyright infringing. I don't know how it exists. It sure exists. It's a really weird thing. Uh, and then I got Max Play Classic Games Volume 1 for the GameCube and PlayStation 2. Woo! J Johnny, this is the only unlicensed game for both of those consoles, I think. I, I would not be surprised if there was another unlicensed PS2 game. Because uh, I know there's like there's software for the PS2, like HD loader and things like that. I have never heard of an unlicensed GameCube game. Uh, this was made by uh, uh, Code Junkies and Daytel. So basically the same people who make like Game Shark action replay stuff um, or specifically action replay. They made a shitty. This is a European only game. It's like 10 bootleg arcade games. Like, it doesn't have Space Invaders. It has Invaders. It doesn't have uh, Breakout. It has Paddle Panic. And they just... I don't know why it exists. Daytel is clearly not good at making games. They've also made uh, Game Boy Color games in Europe. The... What is it? Rocket Games for the Game Boy Color. A bunch of awful unlicensed games. And they did the same thing for GameCube and PS2. And I'm like, yes... That is something I want to own. So I bought both copies. They're they're like twenty bucks each. They're they're not that bad. Weird. You did it. Yeah. The only unlicensed GameCube game. Wow. Curiosities. Wow. That's it. That's it. I don't even I don't think I've been playing anything interesting. So sorry. Oh, okay. Um, all right. What am I playing? I'm gonna quickly tell you what I'm playing or what I was playing. I was playing The Last of Us 2 until I got <laughs> right to the end of the game where you go through the final compound and then go to the shore. I'm right there. I'm literally right there. I have to climb a train car to get there. And I encountered a game breaking bug where I can't climb the ladder, Tyler. Every time I attempt to climb the ladder, mm. I merge. It like jumps me halfway up the ladder and merges me in a, um, in like a stranded animation pose, you know, the arms to the side, 
like weirdly like Blair Witch in a corner, like on the train car. Can't move, can't do anything. I can spin the camera around. I can access all my menus and everything, but I cannot climb the ladder. It does not matter what I do. Resetting, reloading the save, starting over. None of that matters. Also, I for I was I've had insomnia. So I went and I played hard. I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna play this until I literally fall asleep doing this because my brain will not shut off at all and I can just do this and not think. Uh so I did that for like, I don't know like nine hours tyler in the middle in the wee hours of the night that was the last time i made another save so my save before this one if i wanted to restore it would be nine hours away and then there's no guarantee that if i replayed through it that i wouldn't encounter the same bug i don't know why oh, that's bug- the best part <laughs> oh, i don't know and so i was like god damn i have no idea what to do i just stopped i'm like and i'm in new game plus i'm just like what do i even do and I have like some weird, dude, how dissatisfying that is. I You go through the whole thing and just, I can't do anything. I have I to imagine they'll fix it. I mean, it's, but this, the weird part is this, you're playing the original game. Like, cause yeah, that game's well, been out for a while. You would think that they have fixed all the major bugs, right? Yeah. I, well, and I'm playing. Yeah. I, I don't understand what's happening. Like, I don't know if this was a patch and then no one's played it since or something and got to this point. I don't know what's going on. I, it's so confusing. I mean, that's, I mean, people must be beating Last of Us 2 every single day, Johnny. I know. And that's, I <laughs> that's a really so I figured, popular game. Yes. So I figured, oh man, this has got to come up a lot, right? So I'll go to Google and be like, hey guys, anyone, no one is talking about this, but everybody talks about how shitty ladders are in The Last of Us 2. If you haven't played The Last of Us or The Last of Us 2, Games are phenomenal. I love both of them. Last of Us 1, clearly the better game. More engaging, better story. Everything. Yeah, it's all true. But Last of Us 2 is still fantastic. Weird, great environment. All this is all great, except ladders. Ladders in this game are like, in both games, are tedious. Just why did they make the ladder function a thing that people have had to Google multiple times? Just check it out. Like if you write last of us and ladders into Google, you will see multiple entries about people hate hating using ladders of any kind in the game. I, it's like, it's just not their most polished mechanic anyways, but this is not the same as not being able to climb the ladder. This is like, or have it be weird. And like, I just can't get the controls right. This is like, I attempt to climb it and I, the game bugs out and does something weird. So, uh, yeah, I'm super frustrated and, uh, I want to scream because I'm right there at the end. It's the ultimate tease. It's just like, do you want to beat it? Oh, you're you're like 15, 30 minutes away from the end. But guess not. You want to gamble and go back nine hours and do this all, all again? And I'm just like, no, I, no, I don't. And people are like, oh, well, you can just go do the level select. Uh, no, I can't because I'm on New Game Plus And I want to beat it for the first time on New Game Plus. What the fuck is New Game Plus, by the way? What does that it's give you? New it just like all of so you go through the first game and you're kind of like you know strapped for resources because you're not going to get enough like craftable material to upgrade all of your stuff so now you've got like you keep all of your stuff that you had before basically you know you just kind of go through a little bit overpowered so you put the game on a harder difficulty but your guns are all leveled up and you don't have to worry about like i'm scrounging around for scrap bits the whole time because i really want to like make sure that when I craft an arrow, I craft two instead of one, you know, so you've got all that stuff on lock. 
Also, if you didn't know, Last of Us 2 has a... And I don't know if they did this on Last of Us 1. I'll have to check. But they have, like, a crazy customizable difficulty level, which is awesome. Like, you can choose different parts. Like, there's a lot of resources, but the enemies are really hard. Like, you can no, customize... Don't do that. I don't like that. Oh, it, I mean, like, I don't really like selectable difficulty to begin with. I mean, it's okay, depending on the game. I think Last of Us is fine for it. But uh, I want, like, I am paying the game developers to give me the right experience. I, I the player, am not a game designer. I cannot design the right experience. For yeah, me. well, I, 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 the basic difficulty levels are there just when you, but this is once you get to New Game Plus, you can, like, change these weird, like, you can do weird stuff. Okay, I think so it's like 007 mode in GoldenEye? Yeah, a little bit. You can also, like, you also have these extras that you can turn on. Like, you can turn on, like, weird filters to make it look like you're playing in a comic book. You can also, like, turn on unlimited ammo and stuff once you beat it. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Yeah, just, like... Giving you the keys to having fun that games used to just give you via cheat codes, and now they're like, no, you can't have fun in games anymore. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, now it's just like, oh, you've got just a selectable mode. You can just go do it. Anyways, uh, that's what I've been playing, and now I guess I'm done playing it. Yo, God awesome. damn it. Woo. Happy. Dude, I hope you so... didn't get that trophy that you wanted. I didn't. That's the other <laughs> annoying part. <laughs> no closure. You'll just have to remember forever that, like, I mean, kind of technically I beat it. I was uh, right now, there. Now, now I'm just like, please remaster Last of Us 2 so I can just go play the remastered version. God damn it. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyways, I was just like, yeah, I'll run through this uh, real quick because Last of Us 2 remaster is coming out. So I'm going to just like get all warmed up. And, you know, I love the you know, I love The Last of Us. I can't talk yeah. about enough. Can't can't hand them my money soon enough. Um, anyways, that's what I've been playing. Hey, what I bought. You want to know a dumb thing that I had to buy? So uh, I love talking about this on, on the show. Funko Pops, Tyler. Love bringing up oh, I Funko I heard they're Pops. starting grading. They're going to grade those, Johnny. Good, oh, good time uh, to awesome. buy. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I made sure I got mint packages and definitely don't open them and throw the boxes away because that's what I do, like a monster. Um, so my value. one of my- I, I know. Circus of value and I throw it right in the garbage. Uh, one of my wife's favorite movies is Coraline. I don't, do you know this movie? Yeah. Neil Gaiman? Okay. Anyway, she loves Coraline. Loves it. Loves the book. Loves the movie. Loves the graphic novel. She loves Coraline, okay? Um, and a long time ago, when these pops came out, I was like, Do you, like, you love this stuff, and there's not like a lot of Coraline collectibles out there. Do you like want one of these pops or something? And she was like, nah, I don't. Like, what if they make a hundred of them, then I'm going to be stuck with all these pops, and I'll want all of them. Turns out they only made eight. And then she's like, you know what? I really want those Funko Pops. So, uh, yeah, she doesn't know it yet, but I went and bought her like four of them, but they all got like really expensive, Tyler. They're all like 50 to $120 now. That is dumb as shit. Oh, I can't believe you bought those. I you bought some of them. them. I, I got four of them for 140, which was actually like a pretty good deal on it. There's like one of them's like a dumb variant that I'm not buying. It's like the same as the original one. And they put like sparkly stuff on its coat. I'm like, what the fuck? Get out of here. It's called diamond coating. So dumb. Like... What a dumbass variant. Just the other ones are like cool. She's in a different a lot of outfit. Funko but. Pops love their variants. You should get yeah, the all like, gold core line. Yeah, gross. Um, yeah. Anyways, and like there's different variations if you buy them from like package variations depending which country you buy them from. Woo! Don't care. Don't care. Anyways, yeah. The diamond collection one is literally they just made it sparkly. It's so stupid. 
and they called it a special edition. How much does it cost for a diamond core line? Oh, it's like eighty dollars. It's like not that interesting. <laughs> Who? So it's like, like I mean, the regular one is like sixty to seventy dollars of the same version. So. The thing is, who is buying the sparkly Coraline Funko Pop? Because, Versa- all right, yes, there versus are the like regular wife, one, the Coraline super fan. But like, are Funko Pop collectors like who have no attachment to Coraline as a franchise, just like, well, that's the rare Coraline. I guess I gotta spend eighty dollars on my sparkly Cor- yeah, Coraline. Yeah, they do. Figure, just like- yeah, because they're like, oh, the all gold one, the all silver one. Like they, I don't understand, like. I really hate it's so lazy when collectibles do this. They do this for lots of collectibles. They're like, we're just going to make this a monochrome one. So it's the same figure you've already seen, but we made it monochrome. Yeah. It's gold we now. Put the so cheapest you want plastic it. in here. So we didn't have yeah. to do anything with Think it. Think about like the gold Mario amiibo and the gold Mega Man. It's like, no, that doesn't make it cooler. That makes it stupid. Stop it. Not like, not into it. Yeah. Anyways, so I bought some dumbass pops. Uh, made me sad there was a lot of sadness there and it was clearly the most expensive thing that uh i had to to buy in this in this iteration of my purchasing i also bought some halloween stuff which i i don't really want to talk about yet because we're we're not there and um let's see did i buy anything i can even talk about no no i did not mr sib though did send me some game boy (laughs) color games throwback there mr cib thanks bud uh i think i mentioned it before but he got me some game of color stuff which i think i rattled off but yeah that, that's it kind of uh it's i'm not gonna say it's dry because i've been buying video games but they're all for halloween all right we can save them i just want to say i am looking at Coraline funko pops and there are there are so many on ebay like There's this is yeah. probably it's not, not it's a not surprise a but guys they mass produce Funko Pops. There are so many. How how are some of these priced at $180 when there are 159 results? And I know there are there are six of them. Wow. But Jesus. Look, man, I I I am with you. I don't understand. Like, and these aren't even that expensive, like compared to like a lot of pops. Anything that once it's vaulted, you know, which is the terminology, then they get super expensive. Oh, what? they literally retire Funko Pops. I just assume yeah. like they put them out there and then like sell it a little bit. They have a specific retirement system. Yeah, they're vaulted. Why would you draw the parallel between yourself and Beanie Babies like that? Uh, because just, it's making all the money. Like, I don't know. Like, do people still care about Supreme? But Supreme as a brand, they'll just like sell something and then it'll be gone. They're not like, guys, we're retiring the Supreme brick. You can't buy the Supreme Brick anymore. No, you were either there and you got it or you didn't. I don't know. I, what am I talking about? Like, they're making so much fucking money. Like, I, I can't help these guys in business, obviously. Yeah. Clearly, we are wrong and they are right. So we should shut up. Johnny, you jogged my memory about a game I did play. Oh, uh, what'd you play? This game was called Ninja Gaiden for the NES. Oh, so okay. I was on this trip uh, with my friend and one night I just blow through Ninja Gaiden on his Switch because he has like all the NES games. Oh, how and was then, it on Switch for you? It was it was fine. Uh, th- there's a little bit of input lag on my Marriott TV, but uh, it seemed fine. Oh no, actually no, it sucked. The stupid NES games—they put a border around the NES game with like a menu for like you know how to like pause the game or some shit, and you can't make it full screen as far as I know. What the fuck? It like 
like, all right, I'm I'm not gonna. It's not like the most annoying thing in the world to me. I can I can tune it out if I have to, but it just makes it seem like this is like a mini game. You are not actually here to sit down and have an experience with this video game. This is just something you're booting up to just like fuck around with for five minutes. And you know we're not we're not gonna let you put it full screen because you're no one's gonna like seriously play an NES game. What are you crazy? That's what it feels like how they're treating NES games. Uh, it's probably true. All right. Anyway. So I blow through uh, Ninja Gaiden, you know, have a great time. Uh, next night, uh, I just boot up Ninja Gaiden and just blow through it again. And he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you already played Ninja Gaiden. And I just have to be like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is the game. Like, yeah, you've got, like, access to, like, 80 different games here. But, like, no, you just play the same game over and over. And, like, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not trying to get better at it. I'm not, like, going to become a speedrunner. And, like, there's nothing for me really to get better at in terms of just beating the game. Like, I beat this game all the time. But, yeah, no, I just I just run through the same game and don't get better at it. And that is fun to me. And uh, that is just, I guess, not how a lot of people play video games. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. If you're playing Rocket League, what the fuck are you doing? You're doing the same five-minute match over and over again. And if you're good at the game, you're just going through the same motions over and over again. So what if I want to do that with a Nintendo game sometimes? I agree. I agree. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is fun. Let's keep doing it. Also, uh, games are like comfort food, though. I like the stuff I uh, like. Absolutely. It's like watching your favorite movie again. Like, I know yeah. it's going to happen, but you know what? I'm here for it. Yeah, it's great. That's why That's why it's my favorite. Let's keep going. Um, I was at a barbecue tonight, and someone sat down next to me and asked me what video games I was playing, and I had to oh, think no. about it for a minute and then i'm like oh yeah i just played through uh golden axe warrior on the sega master system and uh, i could not have shut down a conversation about video games faster than that oh man you <laughs> that was it you were so boring you were so boring <laughs> just like man no one wants to talk about a sega master system game johnny yeah, let me tell you that yeah, murdering conversation stat they're like they're like, well, yeah, what, what uh, big video, what AAA title are you currently playing? Because I guess you like video games. And you're like, well, <laughs> you're, you, you're you like. You know what? He wasn't even like a super moderate. He wanted to talk about Street Fighter Third Strike. So it's not even like he was only into modern stuff. But still, Sega Master System was a step too far. I mean, that's that's true for most people. That's why we don't do Sega Master <laughs> Master System episodes. Lose yeah, all our It would be viewers. like the Odyssey 2 episodes. People would be like, what is this? I'm out. Yeah. Whoa. We don't want this. Stop it. And then we, I'm sure we have, like, uh, listeners from other territories who are, like... First of all, they would be like, you got everything about the Sega Master System wrong. Uh, but then they would get mad at us for our opinions in that episode anyway. Yeah. That's fine. They know we come from a place of uh, love and contempt. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? I don't uh, think so. All right. Well, I think we're done uh, with this episode. How long well, is we, this episode? Two, uh, uh, two, two hours, and a half, and a half hours. hours. That's not the worst. No. All right. Um, tell people where to find you. I'm Default Gen, Default G-E-N. Get me on the Instagram video game Sage or Discord. Yeah. I have some number. You could probably find it somehow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on, uh, Instagram, kind of, and, um, yeah, our Discord. Oh, I, you know, I, I yeah, I'm like, um, uh, do I have anything else? I forgot to mention, though, Tower, a game I did buy, and I got us both a copy. <laughs> Silly Bands. Why are you like this? 
What do you mean? Why am I like this? Why do I, I mean, buy my friend gifts? <laughs> yes. Okay. Silly bands for the DS or yes. 3DS? DS. Sealed. Mm. Yeah. I think. Go ahead. It is an interesting thing. It. The only reason it's not interesting is because it is like available by the absolute caseload sealed for like $5 a copy. Literally literally was shown an auction available for like 50 of them or something for like a hundred bucks. And I almost bought it. I was very <laughs> tempted. I mean, I was, are there DS case variants? Like that's excellent. If you could just get DS cases like that. Uh, I, but if no, there's like shitty late print DS cases, then that's not, I don't know. You know, I don't know, but yeah, like you're like $2 a case. That's great. I mean, DS cases are everywhere because people would just throw them away at GameStop and then people would go into the dumpsters and take them. But I don't want dumpster ones. If I can get for two bucks a brand new case and it's the same variant, hell yeah, I'm there. Anyways, uh, yeah. And I considered, I did consider it, not for the cases, just because I thought it would be funny to own a case of them and then just hand them out to people <laughs> randomly. Sure. It's like, here you go. Have a silly bands. Thanks anyway, for neither neither of us know what this game is, but it comes with a pack of collectible rubber bands. And yep. if you want to get into... Video games you can own that come with strange things, as dumb as it is, and as absolutely common as it is, that is a unique thing to have in your sure video is. game collection. And immediately, you know, the minute I was shown, I was like, oh, yeah, you showed me. And I'm like, oh, 100% I'm buying this. Not, <laughs> n There's no chance I'm not buying this, especially when I'm like, this is $4. Of course I'm buying it. Then I'm like, I'm going to buy one for Tyler, too, because the seller had two of them. I'm like, yeah, I'll take both of these. This guy's going to be so relieved. He's like, <laughs> I, I only have to ship it to one person? Thank goodness. Yeah, that guy is super relieved. And he's like, yeah. man, why is this guy investing in silly bands? What's going yeah. on? No, He doesn't know. If he would have had three, I would have bought three. Uh, what is this? This game looks a little like Scribble Knots. I don't know. Uh, you I, know what? I'm not going to play the silly bands game, Johnny. Don't Don't do it. Uh, until we until we meet up in Portland. Anyways, yeah, we're going to be in Portland, so uh, if you guys want to come out and see us, we will have a booth with uh, Mr. Sib there uh, in, in our booth sharing with us. Uh, major contributor for that booth, so don't want to undersell that. Yeah, come join us. We will have uh, some things for sale, some good stuff. So, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't want to miss that. And plus, Portland, we're going to probably be there Thursday. We'll probably be doing some stuff, so... For listeners who will be there, something to think about if you want to maybe come hang out where we might go do some stuff. All right, that's it. You got anything else you want to say? If not, I got one last word for you, Tyler. Uh, wait, I have I have one piece of errata. It's it's not Scribble Knots. It's Angry Birds is what the Silly Bands game is. You 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 shoot rubber bands like Angry Birds. Ah. Anyway, right. you can you say a word now. <laughs> Bye. Hey, that's our show. I guess one piece of errata, uh, Escape from Atlantis was actually an unreleased Color Dreams game, not Wisdom Tree, as if anyone was gonna gotcha me on that. Thank you to 8-Bit, A-P-E-Bit, like the monkey, 8bit.bandcamp.com. He does our intro music, and thank you to the patrons. I think we got four new patrons, and I mean, I'm, I'm behind on giving people nicknames here, but that's a lot of new patrons. Uh, Richard, patron number one, Bowden, still the first patron, man, what a surprise. Canadian variant alert, Chris Glidden, Nintendo world champion, Daniel Jaxvik, high-end collector, Andrew Brim. Also, I forgot, this show was edited uh, a week late, 
and I know sometimes we kind of push back the schedule. My goal is for this to not push back the schedule, because we did that too recently, so there should be another episode uh, next week. 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre. Video games were meant to be slapped. Brandon Ackley, Brian Gupta, and Pocky and Rocky with Becky, the strictly limited, super rare Bruno, coin-operated Cameron Couch, Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson, Chris SNK, too many to send any Morozek, Johnny's GBA hookup, coffee with Mr. Saturn, playing with power, Connor Strange, the last game you need for the set, Corey O'Brien. Oh, I can't believe I didn't make Corey in the house joke about that. Uh, I mean, not that I should make a Cory in the house joke about someone named Cory, but I mean, it's a Nintendo DS game. Unpunched Hangtab, Dustin Beagle, he has returned to judge this city, Eric Addison, man of Nintendo in the world of Nintendo, Funky Brewsta, what do you buy in GBA, GBO metric, another vinyl collector, really, Grizzly X-Bear, the actual Shinobi, Jasonic the Kid, Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shados, Joseph Garris, he's just out here having a good time, achieving his goals, proud of you. The Nintendo Tape Archivist, Joseph Leo, Lance Lord Hardstyle Z, Commander Mark Halstead, and this is his favorite store on the Citadel, the Degenerate Matt Fall, Mint Condition Brian, I'm sorry, Mint Condition Mora Bros. <laughs> I've got the nicknames repeated in my head too much. Mr. CIB, get your loose Genesis carts out of here! Nicholas Mad Dog McCree DiMaggio, Funkoland employee, platform agnostic, read the game shark, the Famicom Box retro game enthusiast, they could beat Ghosts and Goblins twice, Sheffish, Sean, the Gamer Collective, the new craft who could beat Mega Man without the pause trick, previously unknown variant, Tim Walker, from the internet, Todd Fisher, can't put limits on collecting, VG Collectaholic, The Willennium, Will Joe, Keeper of the Zelda variant, Zero X Dev Code, previous game collector, Adam Cavanaugh, getting the full PS2 set because Stefan won't, all caps! Uh, exclusive insider information. Stefan might start collecting a video game set again. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just telling you guys what I heard. It's probably not gonna be PS2 though. No gods or kings, only Andy Lancaster. What a 9.8, A++ Benji, the actually rare bird dog gaming, dropping the Mario 64 penguin off the map, Brandon Chalker, Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode, Christopher Piper, still shaking from what he found at Goodwill, still finding deals in 2022, Colton Murphy, and I know what everyone's thinking. There are two Brandons right next to each other, and there are two nicknames that include the word still right next to each other. And yes, it bothers me too. But it's just alphabetical. <laughs> I think. I don't really know how this is sorted. A winner is him, David Green, Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show. I let you down, not gonna let it mess up the schedule. Don Libby, the hero of time. Double Ugly presents Double Ugly, the official game of the movie. Actually understands the Zelda timeline, Jeff Pierce. Jeff the Game Boy Ferris, he is error. Jeff Russell, Jeremy Jarvis here for the Pog Talk, Jeremy Matson, and the Order of No Quarter. Joe actually plays his games Champity, video game art collector because video games are art. Justin Chichio, Strand Type Game, Chris Shipley, Lateral Movement, who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. What a horrible night to have living in bits! Michael posting on the Discord right now, TR Monty, or he's on the LJM podcast. Every every episode, we just gotta tell people, go listen to the Lost Joystick Network. It's so much fun. I love Nintendo games. I don't know what else I could say. 
Nancy Hollenbach, Pro Skater, Nick the Video Game Database Morgan, Homebrew Mastermind, Divertov, Off the Map, NZ Collector, the other guy who collects Korean releases, Peaceful Games, Dungeon Master, Reed Stubinick, The Promoter, Retro RPG Podcast, Tex, who collects for Jaguar, Tom, Obscure Variant Chaser Chase, Zaventorian, he knows all 97 Nintendo games. And I'm just gonna say it, Zaventorian, the patron with the coolest name. And some of you guys have some pretty cool names. 32 bits or less, do the math! Andrew actually collecting Engage. Oh, Ben Parker, a bad enough dude to rescue the president. Chesno, all your base that belong to him. Colby, he is Sinistar. Corhagen does what Nintendo don't. Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon. The modern database, Danny Gomez. Dara Sadat, welcome to die! I, that, I don't know if that was a good impression. I got to go watch the uh, like a YouTube clip of the game. But if anyone doesn't know, the X-Men arcade game, uh, one of the first things that happens in that game is Magneto comes up to you and says, X-Men, welcome to die. And then he kind of destroys the ground under you and you fall. It's brilliant. One of the dumbest lines in video game history. The Philatelist, Dork Overlord, my childhood PlayStation idol, Game-Rave.com, Rip and Tear, Jackson Kubler, he is 8-Bit John Brown. Joseph Rogers got 50,000 on Double Dragon. Collector of everything, including Atari. Kalen McAteer, video game console modding guy, MP3. Sam, Sega Mark III Marks. Sean, the video game Illuminati LaCroix. And Hedgemon of the Geek Empire, Veldor the Great. Thank you guys so much.